Conscious Monkeys, before we start the show, I must warn you that there are ads throughout this podcast episode. If you'd like to get the show ad-free, you're able to get access by downloading the official Traveling to Consciousness app. It's available in the Google Play Store and the iOS Store. I will note that there is a small monthly fee associated to get these episodes ad-free. And this is an important part. Make sure that any purchases you make, you make on the website, travelingtoconsciousness.com, because products are going to be 15 to 30% more expensive through the app because, you know, the big boys got to get their own check. Even though you're purchasing this stuff through the website, you will still be able to enjoy all this content on the app. Now, if you prefer the free route, you can get a free login on the app, and that will grant you access to challenges and notifications when new episodes arrive, discounts, exclusive content, and so much more. All of this just by searching Traveling to Consciousness in your phone's app store, or click the link below. Now, Conscious Monkeys, let's get the show started. spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Traveling to Consciousness. As always, I'm your host, Clayton Kuteri. Today's guest is a man who is dedicated to exploring the cosmos one planet at a time. He reveres himself as a Lyrian commander. He drops fascinating TikTok videos that span from astral traveling, energy vampires, different alien species, the whole reptilian agenda, and scientific improbability of the moon. <sighs> Guys, get ready to expand your mind with this one. And so Conscious Monkeys, welcome to the show, Vincent King Cassius Kane. Cassius, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me on. And you're good at that intro, man. Wow. <laughs> I appreciate so it. I mean that that might be one of like the most like holy shit what's about to happen intros I think I've had yet. <laughs> it's amazing. Yo, we were just so you guys know, before we even started the podcast and started this, we were having deep conversations and so we're like, "Okay, wait, let's save this for recording." So, <laughs> we're already deeply excited for all the stuff we're about to talk about right now. Get ready for that. Oh man. So, yeah, it's it's always a fascinating ones whenever you're like, okay, we got to bottle this up. We got to we got to slow down a little. We're not even yeah. recording yet. <laughs> For real. Let's let's start off though because some of these ideas, if you were to bring them up to me three four years ago, they would have broke my mind. Like I'd have been like, okay, next podcast, like these dudes are insane. Yeah. So let's start off kind of at the beginning with you. What would you say was? I love asking this question. What was the very first thing when you were young, a little Vincent Cassius? What was the first thing that you wanted to be when you grew up? I love this question. I wanted to be so many different things. Now, I remember at the beginning, I wanted to be what was it? I remember in the middle of high, in the middle of elementary school, I wanted to be an architect. I don't know why, but I wanted to be an architect. And then 
as I started getting older, then I wanted to be, I was always into videos and stuff like that. So I started branching more into, my mom wanted to be a marine biologist. So I was like, okay, I want to be that. And I was like, actually, I don't. So I changed what I wanted to be so much. But I remember I was always very empathic and I could read energy really well, but I didn't even know what it was at the moment. I could just feel and understand people without knowing how I knew that. So, and I was really good with kids, still am. And there's this weird connection I have with kids. Like, like they're attracted to me and I'm attracted to them. So now I work with kids a lot and I knew instantly I wanted to do something with kids and working with a lot of people because I loved video and people. So then I realized I actually wanted to be on TV and do all of that. So, but then I was also getting the spirituality. So I was like, I don't know how I could do that. <laughs> so then I noticed, why don't I just be my own like TV, like radio channel, something like that. Mm. So then I decided I wanted to be an influencer, which was really hard area to get into. I studied a lot and then COVID happened right before I was going to go to school so then I end up being a TikToker and that was like random, right? So it was like the universe had other bigger plans for me. So now I know what I wanted to be, but then it was like I was hopping from so many different things. It's It was wild, man, a wild journey. I was going to say, I mean, just even in that explanation of it, it seemed like you were bouncing back and forth between things left and right. And it was crazy. Yes. Was you everywhere. Yes, but I was always, one thing that stayed was that I was always into astral projection. That was mm. one thing that baffled me was astral projection. Movies always inspired me and they still do. The universe loves to talk to me through visuals and I'm a visual learner. So one thing that stuck was I was always into videos, always making videos. And I was always into astral projection. This is before it was popular. And I didn't understand, like right when I heard it, I was like, that's real. But you couldn't go to church and tell people about astral projection because they'd be like, you're a mudman, you know, go witchcraft, right? And this is a black church we're talking about, too. So, of course, they're, like, ready to call it witchcraft. And they're Jamaican. So, for my Jamaicans out there, you already know. So, <laughs> I stuck with astral projection. I was researching it for a while. And then I got to the point where I knew so much about it that I started making videos. And then people started coming to me asking me about it. So, that's really the backstory of how I got here. And then the okay. astral projection led me to extraterrestrials and all of that. And you know how them rabbit holes go. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, <laughs> we go down a lot of them on this podcast and I've seen them I love in it. life. So let's, let's start there because I don't think astral projection is actually something we've talked about on this podcast yet. Um, mm -hmm. I've read multiple books. I'm bringing a guy on in the future who has written a book. So what is to you astral projection? So before I get into the stories, astral projection is really essentially leaving your physical body. So first, people need to become aware that your physical body is just a vessel. So just like any other animal or plant, those are just vessels for spirit to come in because this is the 3D reality. This is the 3D realm. So everything is physical. But there are also other realms. It's like a it's like a hierarchy of realms and they get lighter and lighter. So the astral realm is just above the 3D. It's just like radio frequency. So if you want to be somewhere, you have to align yourself to that frequency. So the physical is here, really dense, slow. You know, if you want something, you got to kind of go for it. But the spirit is just above that. This is where if you were to die, you would go to the astral realm. So you basically, essentially, you have multiple bodies, you're a multi-dimensional being. 
So when you leave your physical body, you are essentially traveling with your spirit or astral body. So you essentially have so much different levels you could travel on and that you exist on. But the astral realm, and you, you may think it's just like one simple, like, you know, another density, but really it's a whole nother world just like this physical realm. So you go there and you see beings that are alive just like me and you, but decided not to be in the physical and decided to stay in the astral. And so you'll see beings like fairies, extraterrestrials that aren't in the physical. You're going to be able to talk to like trees and stuff because you could telepathically communicate to them. So there's so much different. And there's even levels on the astral. So there's like higher astral, which is like angelic, very like higher dimensional beings. And the lower astral, which is like lower vibrational beings. But even then, those are cool because, you know, when you mess the light in the dark, I just think it's so cool how like powerful they are. And when you're powerful, because they'll literally praise you, the lower vibration ones, they'll praise you because you are powerful. Like when you're not scared, they're like, whoa okay and they're like okay well i'm sorry right and they're like literally will bow to you which is crazy <laughs> does that kind of feed your ego a little bit uh, i'm very aware of my ego so it can do that for people but for me i use it for power because i'm aware that you know there is no good or bad so like a lower dimensional being could be like you know, love is bad because, you know, they're lower dimensional, but a higher vibrational being will be like, love is good. Right. And so there's different, it's all perspective. So when I look at it, I don't see it as like an ego thing because I merged the dark so that I could be a warrior and then I merged the light so I could have love and all of that. So it's like, you want to help the lower vibrational beings to merge themselves because they chose that because of their soul experience so mm. you really when you have a bigger awareness you are accepting and you see it so you're not scared of like you'll see a demon and you won't be scared you may be like kind of like whoa like it's a strong being but you're not scared so if they were to praise you you're just like okay finally like i could help you out or like you could help me out in a sense that's pretty cool and so how did you kind of come across Astral Projection for the first time? You, I think, you, was it a movie you said? It was so weird. Um, I think it was on YouTube, I think, because I just remember when I was in like grade eight and grade nine, I would research so much about Astral Projection. So I think I came across it on YouTube and then I'd see it in movies and get more interested. But on YouTube, people were having so much experiences about it. And remember, this is when it wasn't too popular. So reading about it, I was like, whoa, this is fascinating. And seeing their experiences, I read, I never read that that moment. Like I never read books. But when I got an astral projection book, I finished that joint in like a few months. It was <laughs> done. And I, no matter what, it just fascinated me. And I would try. Like even I would tell my whole house to be quiet so I could astral project. My mom would tell me this all the time. She's like, yeah, you would always tell us. You always tell everybody to be quiet so you could astral project. And, you know, they're Jamaican. They wouldn't be quiet. They wouldn't be quiet. So <laughs> I tried. But I just I think YouTube really made it powerful for me. Hearing other people's stories and, like, trying to combine it to learn about this realm. It's like learning about literally learning about a whole new realm of existence. In my mind, mm. it was real. And then I figured out later how I knew it was real because I was a starseed and my the people I come from love to astral project, but I didn't know that at the time. 
I just uh. knew it was real. So it's really a deeper experience soul wise for me. Well, we're going to for sure get to the star seeds. And I, I saw that you said kind of in all your bios that you were a Lyrian commander. And I want to dive into that. But while Yes, I'd love this, to. <laughs> beautiful. So while we're on this topic, though, of astral projection, you know, is there what is your what is your like belief or how do you view it in simulation similarity with lucid dreaming? Because I've seen those things very intertwined in the books, YouTube videos that I've seen. And yes. Quite frankly, I think that there was one dream I had where I was astral projecting, which was weird. But, you know, I'm still working on those powers. So it's not as maybe easy for me because I think I come from a different starseed cluster. So just in mm -hmm. your mind, what's that connection between astral projection and lucid dreaming? So I am now working on lucid dreaming more because I realized the power of it. But astral projection is essentially just leaving your body so it'll be more real it won't be jumpy it'll literally be like you are there which i have a lot of and i always astral project in my sleep and so i will go to different realms but i only go where the universe wants me to i remember mm -hmm. this is where i could tell later but i could briefly go into it uh, i was in a lower realm for 72 hours i was there for 72 hours there but here it was only a few hours so I was there to learn a deeper lesson in this lower vibrational realm, but the universe sent me there to learn something. So essentially, you in the astral are just leaving your body to go somewhere else. But people come like they confuse the both because lucid dreaming, you're just traveling your dreams, which is another realm in its own because you're consciousness is not here anymore. If your consciousness is not with your physical body, you're not looking out your eyes and moving your hands, you're not physically with your body anymore so your soul may be in your body but you your consciousness is in the dream realm which is really in your mind and from my understanding it's more just in the mind and i know friends that and these are kids essentially i work with as well they lucid dream a lot but he tells me about how he will he has different areas of his mind and now i saw this also in the 100 which the universe told me to watch multiple times and i see why but um essentially in the 100 it's like this so the kid i know is like this in the 100 for those who've watched it that's my show um <laughs> the girl named clark she is in a battle with some uh, being like an ai who is in her mind and she's essentially they're battling for her body so she's like, get out of my body. and But they're battling in her mind, and they call it the mind space. But she has different mind spaces. So, like, she'll go to, like, for example, she'll go to, um, like, when she first landed on Earth. And she'll go there, and she'll talk to, uh, she calls it, um, they're like, I forget what the word is. But they're essentially just figments of her inner mind. So there'll be like people she knows of in real life, but they are figments of her subconscious mind that she's speaking to. So lucid dreaming, you do that a lot. You'll be talking to beings who are real, but they are basically subconscious projections and you could talk mm. to them. So the kid I know, he says he'll go to, he has a market in his lucid dreams and he'll go there and he'll talk to the beings that are there and he'll realize he's dreaming so he'll go and talk to them one rule he says is don't tell them that you're dreaming or that they're fake because they'll either get mad at you or they'll be like yeah we know I've heard right that so before. they yeah so they already know 
because they are they're real they're just their jobs are different so they're different forms of conscious beings so you could talk to them and they'll give you information either about your subconscious mind or about the universe in general so there's a lot of power you could get in lucid dreaming which i want to accomplish too but again my dreaming experience is very between both anytime i go to sleep i'm either astral projecting or i like partly lucid dream where i'm like am i dreaming and i'm like no no i can't be i can't be so i'll be in a mix of those but i do have a lot of beings who will come to talk to me or i will go to realms where i have to do something and then when i get out i am like i learned something but i'll sometimes i'll still have that energy so like for example quick um i'll use my dreams to help me in the physical so I was doing a presentation at an elementary school and before the night before I was presenting, I was presenting in my dream. So I was there and I was Mm. doing the presentation, but if I made a mistake, everybody would stop. And someone at the back of the class would be like, Oh wait, no, but it's like, they were helping me. Like they were guiding me. She was, she was like, no. So everybody would stop and she'd be like, no, okay, next time talk like this and don't do this. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'd resume and then talk again. So it was like someone was helping me through my dream, but they were doing that so that I could do the work I needed to do in the school. So there is so much different powers. Yeah, it's so cool. You could do so much in the astral or the lucid, but no matter what you choose, there's power in both. You just have to choose. So it's kind of a two-part question here. Well, first of all, power of choice that you kind of just illuminated is super powerful in its own right the next thing though is that is itching at me is to get back to that story you were saying where you went into a lower dimension in order to learn a lesson yes because the way my mind works number one i'm curious about how the universe guided you there and then obviously the lesson but like the way my mind works and kind of that it's been warped in the society and so assume that I'm talking on behalf of society and air quotes, it would feel like you're, you're kind of saying like, you know, I really hate to say this because I get these comments so many times on my TikToks, but the idea that you're kind of doing the devil's work because you're going down into lower vibrations, you're going down into the underneath to do work and to learn a lesson. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, I guess how your story works with that and the way that you would view it with regards to, you know, screw the screw the average society. Just <laughs> I just love to hear how how the universe took you there and like what the lesson was that you learned. Okay, so the universe talks to me a lot. Now I thought that joint was craziness, but I'm convinced now. Like no matter what, it'll always tell me. So I'll get that straight up, and we could talk more about that later as well. But um, I lately have been getting a lot into yin and yang, and the universe has put that at me a lot weird coincidences where people I, I would see yin and yang everywhere and get led to it feel drawn to it so i was like okay that's the next step is getting into that and learning about it which took me a few months to fully understand it and then random coincidences like my sister would come in my room and say something that was already floating in my mind or like someone said to me so like weird coincidences the universe really works it's really weird but i learned as I was getting into yin and yang, I was wondering, I was like, how do you mess the light in the dark? I'd ask so many shamans and astral projectors. They don't understand either. So I was like, okay, this is something I need to get into. Sorry, what's it called? What was it called? Yin and yang. 
or well, the next thing it was like how do you get into something meshing light and darkness I... I thought I, I thought you said oh yeah yeah so meshing the light in the dark and meshing the oh. darkness in your life okay meshing so... it, like bringing it together yes yeah, so, and i okay. don't understand what that was i was like that doesn't why would you want to mesh the dark because again as humans we're trained to run from the dark and toward the light For but sure. then i realized something so when you run from the light which is essentially what a lot of beings do they run from what the darkness teaches them now you notice that anything that you have in life that's you know a dark experience like i got bullied a lot in high school but i didn't notice that i needed that bullying to become the strong person i am now now all those bullies watch my content so <laughs> i'm like i understand now i started to see i was like okay whoa i'm seeing now that the darkness does play in the fact okay but look at so let's look at light beings and dark beings so when we look at a lot of light beings i'm not talking about like very wise higher dimensional beings i'm just talking about like just light beings a lot of them they will run from the darkness and toward the light but the thing is when they do that they're they don't evolve anymore they don't evolve or like mm. learn anything they're just oh only good vibes it's it's very toxic it's very only good vibes right and you notice when it's like that we don't solve anything but beings that are only dark they run away from the light and toward the dark the problem is they have a lot of strength and a lot of like you see these beings are so strong but they don't have any love so they lack a lot of what life offers they love is life okay love light is life and darkness is essentially strength and evolution so they're the same thing but they're different vibrations so when you mesh them you understand that okay i need i need pain and struggle in order to become the person i want to and go further into the light so i noticed the further you go into the dark, the further you go into the light. So just like how when you work out, you know, you need the pain of lifting that weight and your pain going through, you know, your muscles are really struggling so that you can have strong muscles. And then from there, when you lift a heavy weight, you're like, this is light, man. This is light because you are strong. So now you're further into the light. You have more light and love experience you see what i'm saying oh for sure i've i can totally project my own past i had a bully myself in high school and i had sexual trauma from a young age and it mm -hmm. takes that moment of evolution you know i had like almost six figures in debt coming out of college conscious monkeys i need to tell you about these psychedelic fabric mushrooms that are absolutely incredible that have just come across they're all one of a kind and are honestly a perfect trip buddy they're an incredible addition to anyone's like house or room who takes psychedelics and you have a certain spot that you like to go and relax. You're going to have to check out these Aquarius mushrooms. These high-end mushrooms are made with 100% recycled material and are all one of a kind. Honestly, these mushrooms are something I'm not going to be able to describe in words alone. You're going to need to check out the link below and search to see if you can find one that resonates with your soul. Remember, they're all one of a kind and made from 100% recycled material. Aquarius mushrooms. Premium mushrooms for the new age of enlightenment. Get yours today. And with that being said, conscious monkeys, let's get back to the interview. And it takes, you know, exactly what you're saying. I can see from my own progression where having those quote unquote negative, but let's say that those polarizing instances, instances 
it helps you transcend them. It helps you understand. It helps you relate with other people as well. Yes, 100%. So I try and get all my followers and all the people that watch me or that live near me to understand this. But humans struggle with that concept of embracing the dark. Now, I always suggest people to watch The 100 because it literally has everything, extraterrestrials, AI, and literally everything that, you know, as if you're watching this, you're going to like that joint. So, and one thing the 100 taught me, this when the universe told me to watch the 100 again. I was like, okay. So I watched it and realized the strength these people have, the warriorship. I was so intrigued by that. I was like, I love how powerful, like I watched one, like, low-key spoilers so there's a girl named octavia she starts out really weak at the beginning and i always loved kings and queens i was always drawn this is where we get to the commander stuff but this is a brief overview but i was always drawn to kings queens royalty everything like that and i didn't understand why but octavia um she started out really weak and i love characters like this she starts out really like that and then at the end or near the end she gets really strong and she becomes a queen and everybody looks up to her for her strength. But you watch her go through this pain and struggle the whole time, fighting her whole life, and then she becomes a queen. And I love that. And I try and get people to understand that. And that's what makes me also, I'm now really deep into combat training and stuff like that, as well as spiritual training, meshing the dark and you know coming into contact with lower vibrational beings and learning how to fight, stuff like that really intrigued me. So getting to this uh, realm I was in for 72 hours, essentially the realm was, it, it was one of the most traumatizing experiences of my life, but it wasn't as dark. It was one of my fears. So a lot of people, when they have different fears, they're like, oh, I wouldn't be scared of that. But when it's your fears, you're like, okay, whoa. So one of my fears, <laughs> I noticed. matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. one of my subconscious fears was having people like hate me like having everyone hate me and but this is something i told the universe i wanted to get over because i noticed my stuff was a subconscious fear so i said can you help me with this so the universe was like okay so i went to bed that night and i thought i was in real life so i was in this place where i woke, literally woke up in my bed started walking around but everybody hated me even my parents and i would go mm. everywhere and everybody would be like get him away from me get him away from me and everybody was just yelling and I didn't understand why. And so the first 24 hours I was in it, I was really confused. And then then the next day, so this is within the next 48 hours, I started crying every day because I didn't understand why. I just wanted to understand why everybody hated me. And I was like, nobody likes me. And how am I going to live my life? And then after the next, once it got to the 72-hour mark, I was like, I was crying, crying, crying all the time, bawling. And then I said, wait, I don't need nobody to like me. I could just be me. So I said, you know what? I'm done. I spent two days, you know, crying, trying to figure out why everybody doesn't like me. I'm going to just be me now. And as soon as I said that and I literally stood strong, I, I started like the world started like stretching and I started getting sucked out. And I was like, what's happening? What's happening? And I look around and literally the whole world was stretching. And then I woke up in my bed and I was like, whoa. Right. And I was so scared. I was like this. And the energy I so I noticed it was just like a, a dream or an astral projection. But the energy was still there. Like I was still energetically there. That's how I knew it was mm. an astral projection because I was actually aligned to that vibrational frequency. 
So I was still really scared. And I was breathing. I was like, okay, whoa. And then my mom and my sister randomly ran in my room, which they never do. And they ran in my room and started hugging me up. And so that's how I was like, okay, universe speaking, because they never do that. They never just come in my room. So they ran in, but I was scared. I was like this, because I thought they were going to try and like fight me. And they were like, they were like, are you okay? And I was like, and then I realized, and I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. And I just had a crazy astral projection. And they're like, okay. And they started hugging me up, but I was still looking at my mom. I was like, you don't hate me, but I, so I was still trying to like, <laughs> my mind was still trying to get back in this realm. So I had to spend the rest of the day energetically raising my vibration again, which was so hard. But I spent so long asking the universe, why, why, why? And it told me for a lesson. And I was like, I don't know what lesson that was just traumatizing. And then yeah. later on, I was like, oh, and then I saw that I actually asked for it. So the universe is way more intelligent than you. You could ask for something, it'll be like, okay, and then it'll give it to you. And then you'll be like, why? And then you see after. So, you know, it may not sound traumatizing to some people, but to me, that was me handling one of my darkest, deepest fears. And still to this day, working smallly in it. So it's a huge journey and experience when it comes to stuff like that. That's so wild. That's so wild because... I've seen similar stuff like that in my life. And it's so fascinating too, because where my mind's taking this is that if you, once you kind of start getting on this path and start asking for like certain things, trying to align with certain things, it's almost like your wants and desires will shift along the way. Mm -hmm. And it becomes crazy because you start realizing like something for me right now, um, like the last year of my life has been very much like, I don't care about money, like as long as I'm helping people, as long as I'm raising my frequency and everybody else around me on all levels of existence, then mm -hmm. life is good. And now I'm starting to kind of hit that teeter spot of like, uh, but money would be dope, you know? And so it's really interesting how you kind of shift your free, you can almost shift like those wants and desires because now it's like, all right, all right, universe, like what, what's what's blocking me from money? Like help me fall into yes. that frequency to like get that money and and make that, you know, next evolution in my life and in this progress and this destiny that that is this experience of being Clayton. Yes, that's so crazy you say that too, because it's so true. Like I first I was like, oh, I don't need money that much. Like money is just whatever. But then I actually realized, okay, wait, I'm in the physical realm. So because I was trying to like get out of this realm. I was so spiritual, like literally everything to this day is still energy and like I see and like feel people's souls and like their timelines before like I see them and like if I touch them I could like feel everything about them but I I really got deep into that in the spiritual training when it comes to that but then I realized wait I'm in the physical realm so I came to this realm for a reason I started to understand why I came here so I was like I need to get stronger physically and well, again meshing the light and the dark showed me that you know you know as you want to get if you go into darkness more, you're going to get stronger and you're going to get powerful. So I realized, okay, I want to be powerful physically, spiritually, mentally, and societal wise. I want to make differences on this planet. And if I want to do that, I need to have the strength in all areas as well as money. So I started to realize, okay, I need to start making more moves to gain more wealth so that I can do more powerful things like i want to be able to travel anywhere i want talk to all these people make vlogs and pay someone to make these vlogs so i can make more vlogs for people so they can learn from my life 
and I want to have the money that I could buy a plot in the Amazon rainforest and say, nobody's chopping this down. Like, for example, like things like that, oh, yeah. money in this physical realm could grant you a lot. So I definitely feel what you're saying. It's so true. And that's actually a really wise point that you kind of brought up there is that, you know, we want to, I, I feel like as a spiritual content creator, you know, you want to air this projection of like, you don't need money, money's a physical thing, we don't really need it, we can just be spiritual and everything will be good. But in your answer, what really resonated with me is that idea of, well, we're in the physical dimension. We need to also be able to manipulate the energy that is in this physical dimension in order yes. to kind of help people. And because exactly what you're saying, like, I want money, I want money so I can reinvest it in this podcast. And then I, you know, plan to donate like 10 to 20%. So how do I plan to donate to the charities or the buying a plot of land in the Amazon rainforest that I know would be beneficial for the earth and for humanity if I'm not making money? It's like, mm -hmm. so, and I feel like that's a clash that kind of occurs within us to have this belief system. And actually with me, and I'd be interested to hear it because it sounds like you had a church upbringing as well. Yeah. With me, yeah. With me, I had this very fascinating projection around Jesus where, you know, he's the one of the most spiritual people to walk on earth, the most, let's say, higher dimensional beings to walk on earth. And the way that he is portrayed by the Bible, and I've come to find out a lot of this isn't true, is that he actually, like, I, my belief system is that he was poor because he was a carpenter. He didn't have a wife. And if a bunch of people followed him and loved what he was saying, then he got killed for it. And mm -hmm. so that was a crazy projection that I was even putting into at least the wealth, you know, the wealth version of my life where it was like, well, if I want to be spiritual and attain the best enlightenment and help people, then I need to forego money and money isn't going to help. And whether I created that construct in my mind or that was a seed planted by society, that's a big one that I'm realizing that was a, I hate to say misstep, but a a polarization that I need to heal and integrate, you know, now. Yes. And they know what? And that brings us right back to yin and yang. Like, and this is where I see literally, this is why the universe threw it at me because literally it's, it's in everything. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I want to be like, even like intrapersonally, I was like, okay, well, I want to be serious, but also, you know, like a goofball, like I naturally am. And I was like, but how do I do that? I can't pick one. And then the universe said yin and yang. And I was like, okay, all right, okay, I, I see. So same thing with like spirituality in the physical. I asked, right. I was like, I, I can't be too spiritual and I can't be too in the physical because you're going to lose both. Like you're going to lose no matter what side you go on. So I was like, what do I do? And then I said yin and yang. And I was like, oh, again, bro, again with this yin and yang. So I realized, I was like, okay, so now I have to actually mesh the spirituality and the physical part. So I need to train physically. So people can't, you know, I could be strong physically. I need to be trained spiritually so that I could be strong spiritually. And I need to train within, you know, society and gaining power within society so that I can have the power to do what I came here to do. So mm -hmm. it's like everything I see, it's saying, okay, yin and yang, don't pick one, pick all of them and mesh it. And it's just like, oh, this is where the universe talks more. Growing up, I always said, I don't feel like I'm like when it comes to like the, you know, fire, air and water signs and earth signs. I always said growing up, they were like, what one are you? And I was like, 
I can't pick one. Like, I genuinely can't pick one. And then I remember on Snapchat, there is a feature that allows you to see, you know, your astrological and all of that. And I was curious because I was like, I feel like I am all of them. And literally, this is when I was reading about Divergence 2 and all of that, which I'm about to get to in one second. But it said that I am 25% all four signs. So I am fire, air, water and earth and i was like well that just meshes with how i felt because i can't pick one like i feel like i'm all and then that's when i was getting into also divergent and so i made a few videos about that as well and how it talked about how the most powerful people on earth are the ones that are what was it brave honest peaceful intelligent and uh selfless those are the five. Those are the five factions that they group people into in that movie. And I was interested. I was studying that movie. I was like, is this talking about like real life? And I noticed it was in a sense that, but also neurodivergent people. So it was talking about a lot of different things. But that one really key was trying to put across was that people that are powerful are ones that are all five of those. Because some people are just really honest, but they're they're selfish or they're not peaceful or some people are really brave but they're not peaceful they're just like trying to fight all the time for sure and so we have people that are like only in those categories but people that are all five are powerful and so again that brings me way back to the yin and yang the universe is throwing me at and then again i don't know if it was you or someone else i was telling about this but as i was getting into all of this i actually had a seizure at a skate park and I have this, I had this really bad, like, um, cut on my hand. I don't know if you can see the scar now, but it made like a yin and yang symbol. No shit. I, I, this, the, um, quality's a little low right now, but I'll have to go back and watch it. But yeah. You'll watch see it on it. YouTube. Check it out. But you guys will see. So it looks like this, like it, go, it looks like two come, fish. Come back to your mic other. a little bit more. Come back to your mic a little oh. bit more. There All right. You guys can hear me better now. Yeah. So like, it, it looked like two fish, like chasing each other. And I got this and I was like what <laughs> like stop stop this so it gets point where it's kind of scary because the universe is like get into the yin and yang and i was like okay okay i'm listening now so here. for all of you yin and yang in all forms of your life will mesh it will make you powerful it'll be hard at the beginning because you're gonna have to you've been so much going to the light that you're gonna have to delve into the darkness and it's gonna you're gonna be essentially a warrior but once you delve into the darkness, then you can find that balance in between. And then you definitely become like one of the most powerful people on the earth. Cause not much people do that. And even to expand on this, I'm all on board. First of all, let me just put that out there. I'm all on board with this, but to even expand further, right? If you look at the yin and yang, there's a little bit of light in the dark and a little bit of dark in the light. Yes. Yes. And it's almost like that's the point of expansion. You know, if you're going to go so deep into the dark, you have to navigate through that tail, through this mystery of darkness. And then once you find that little nugget of light, it's almost like that's how you expand yourself even further. And quite frankly, it's, it, it feels like to me, as I'm even talking this out loud, it goes the same way with the light, you know, talking about this whole conversation of how it's like, I just want to be spiritual. I want to help people. I want to raise my frequency, raise other people's frequency. And then you come all the way to that little dark spot, which is now the money issue where it's like, huh, I guess I need to redefine my relationship with money. Like now mm -hmm. that's my like 
portal it's almost like my portal into the dark it's like okay why did i why do i believe that you know either money's bad or it's not needed or if mm-hmm. you enlightened you don't need it and it kind of creates that cyclic structure almost it's like it's almost like it's almost like there's borders between the yin and yang but in order to get to the light you got to go through it into the dark and then almost like i guess theoretically a black hole where it's kind of like you got to just drop in to get to the other side yeah you know what is my perception of it and this is what i've learned from my experience is that if you are when you're in the light there's always that little bit of dark like you said but in the darkness there's always that little bit of light so it's like when you are traversing the darkness that little bit of light is essentially because you're traversing the dark but there is good in the dark or Mm. there's positivity in the dark as well there's also darkness in the light it's just like how when you're running when you're running from the dark you're just toward the light there is darkness and just staying in the light like there is negative things that could come about just from staying in there but when you're in the dark there's also light that comes about from being in that dark which is you know becoming more powerful and strong so i noticed no matter where you go you are if you are in the light there's always a little bit of dark you're gonna face because you can't just stay there else you're not gonna grow right so it's like okay that's the dark but then when you're in the dark and you're 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 working out you're going through all your challenges and you're facing your fears you're becoming stronger which is that little bit of light that you gain from being in there so that is my perception of it but i love hearing what you said about that because it makes so much sense too I feel like we're almost saying the same thing, maybe just in different ways yeah. because yes. it's interesting too, because with my life, um, based on like the past lives that I've found and different modalities, I've realized that I've mostly picked male like nine times out of 10 in my life, usually like more fit, usually more muscular. And, you know, what I've realized, and I'm actually just putting this together as we're talking about it, is that I'm very much like just universe, just show me whatever it is I need to fix. I'll fix it. Like, let's just do it. I understand that there's going to be pain. I understand that it's going to be difficult. Just show me and I'll mm-hmm. like integrate it and figure it out. And a huge life lesson of mine that's been coming up recently within the last couple of months is patience. It's like, just be patient, just relax. And I'm like, I was like, motherfuckers like, no, it's like, show me what it is I need to do. <laughs> show me the block. And meanwhile, it's like, yeah, the, your block right now is the fact you feel like you need to be doing something like just be yeah. patient. I'm like, uh, I'm like, fine. I'll listen. That's crazy. You got that. I ha- actually had that too. Cause I've been nice. really like rushing myself. And then the universe was like, cause I haven't really been feeling like this was a few weeks ago. I didn't feel like talking to anybody. I didn't feel like going anywhere. I really just wanted to watch the 100, which the universe kept <laughs> telling me to watch. You say it one and... more time. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think you actually should. I, I, I was yeah. like, yeah. It kept telling me, watch it. And I was like, bro, I watched that years ago and I loved it. But I was like, why again? I see why now. But it kept telling me, watch the 100, spend time just by yourself, maybe smoke some weed, which is only at night and meditate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I feel like I, I need to be making content. I need to be writing my book. I need to be joining podcasts and doing my podcast. And it was like, no, watch the 100, sit your ass down and <laughs> meditate. And I was like, okay. So I did that. Even though I was still kind of like, oh, I need to make content. So I kind of forced myself to make content, but they were never really that good. So I was like, okay, I get the sign now. Just stop. So mm-hmm. I would stop, watched it. And when I spent those days just within myself, my own energy, next thing you know, I was excited to socialize. I was excited to make content and be in podcasts. And then I felt ready. 
and I learned I came back as a new person. So the show even was saying things like that show was super spiritual. So it taught you a lot about meshing the spiritual and the technology and all of that. But it, it gave me a lot of room. It taught me a lot to teach others, like to make content with, but also interpersonally. So when I came back after like a week or two, I was like, whoa, I feel like such a stronger person. Like I'm a completely more advanced version of me. Like it's like I stepped up. And so I notice now, and I we keep saying this, but like when the universe talks, listen, right? It said, wait, so... And I was really impatient because I'm like, I don't want to wait around. But essentially, when you wait, you give yourself room for growth. It's like when you work out a muscle, you have to stop working out so that it could grow for a minute and you could sleep and then it could grow. So I saw I was like that. And I was like, okay, I guess I see what you mean about patience now. I see the parallel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so multiple times in this so far, you've talked about like just listening to the universe I feel like that's something that could come across pretty abstract, right? Because it's not like, you know, I guess a tree's going to barge into my door and be like, you need to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So so how in, and in what ways do you, quote unquote, receive messages from the universe? So I'm very, people would consider me advanced. I wouldn't say I'm advanced. I'll say, I guess you could say that, but I'm more intermediate. Like I'm not a beginner and I'm not an expert. So with me, I've kind of perfected talking to the universe in a way because first I thought it was weird. I was like, no. But then I started reading people's experiences and getting a little more open to it and learning about how the universe is scientifically in a live being. That baffled me. And I was like, whoa, okay, so this is a grander being, just like how our cells have consciousness and they make a grander body and how we control the cells through the mind. Like, to ourselves that are conscious we are the universe to that little cell so it's the same thing for us we are the cells of the grander universe scientifically mm. this is like not no woo woo this is for real so when i learned about that i was like okay let me be a little more open to it and then it started talking to me so the classic one is like numbers but it gets to the point where it'll just show me a number and i'll be like okay like i've i've delved into them enough to know what each number means so if i go for a walk the universe will be like go that way and i'm like okay i walk that way and i just feel like this urge to go that way and i'm like okay universe saying go over there and i go over there and then i run into someone that you know i always wanted to see or so something like that like weird coincidences so it'll talk to me a lot through the numbers right if i'm overthinking it'll send me the ones and the twos and it's like remember focus i'm like okay and then when i'm better and i feel i'm on the right track or i'm working training really hard and working really hard I'll go for a run. Universe say, go that way. So I'm like, okay, I feel like going that way. I'm going to go that way. Then I see sevens everywhere. Or I see someone painted a random yin and yang symbol on the wall. <laughs> and things like that. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So numbers, people too. Like, um, like this is a little example. Um, I remember this is, this is when I started asking the universe. I started like getting, I was like seeing if it would work. So I told the universe I wanted a selenite bracelet. So I, you guys know I wear all my bracelets. So I wanted a selenite one, but my mom was like, they don't make selenite because if it gets wet, it's going to dilute or it's going to, it's like water soluble. So I was like, but I still want it. I still want it. So I put that out in the universe and I walk into the store, crystal store, and there's a selenite bracelet just sitting at the door. Like it was meant for me. There's no other in the store. It's just sitting there. 
and I looked at it. I was like, do you guys have any more? They're like, no, that's that's the only one. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. And it's the same thing for like these plants. Like I always wanted vine plants in my room and I put that out in the universe and I was like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. And I remember I kept looking around, but they're too expensive and I was so mad. And then my aunt texts me randomly and she's like, hey, so I was in the store and I saw two vine plants and I instantly just thought of you. But she didn't know that I wanted vine plants. She's right. like, I just instantly thought of you and was wondering if you wanted them. I was like, hell yes. Right. <laughs> and so it, it's kind of that's when I was testing it out. And I was like, OK, this is kind of scary now. Like, it's just genuinely doing that, like putting it out for you. So now the universe speaks to me through if I meditate, it'll just speak to me through my mind. Maybe it'll just throw visions in my mind. Um, things like that, or my dreams especially, right? Or astral projections. Mm. But think about it like this. The universe is, it's a bigger organism than us. It's very more intelligent than us. So it'll speak to you through the realm that it is. So if you want something, you'll put that out there and align your frequency to it. The universe will make things. It will move around the world to get you that and you'll be like i don't understand how the universe did that but it did because it's way more intelligent than you so it's gonna move things around it's like a chessboard it's just gonna move things around so that you get to your goal so anytime i want something where i talk to the universe it's either visions numbers people or just random symbols anything that's around you it'll just talk to you through the physical realm essentially and what's crazy about this, I want to expand, and maybe this is actually going to give you a, another modality to communicate with the universe. Um, what was coming through to me as you were talking about this, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about it as if the universe is its own thing, which I'm all on board with. But I was thinking about it even as like the earth itself is like its own, you know, it's its own intelligence. Yeah. And so where I want to take this is, is I've noticed that I've gotten a lot of messages from the universe through insects and through bugs like yeah yeah and so a big one for me is like ants like if i find an ant crawling on me it means to like keep going because you know ants just go forever like they persevere and it's interesting too because actually this morning i found a moth that was dead on my windowsill and i i'm not sure what that means because i haven't because see what i do is, is i usually like with numbers i'll do some research i'll go online i'll be like what does an ant mean you know and you'll see all these different yeah. things and then I'll just figure out which one resonates the most with me or what thoughts I was thinking when I saw that ant or, you know, all these different things. And then it's like, oh, like that's what the universe is trying to communicate, whether it's yes. numbers or insects. Definitely. You know what? As you get more spiritual, I like that you said that because as you get more spiritual, you add on. So first for me, it was just numbers. And then I started coming across people that were like, oh, you know, you could it'll talk to you through different coincidences and people. And then next thing you know, it started happening. So it's like the universe waits so you could perceive it in certain ways. Mm. And it's always dependent on the individual. So some people, it may be numbers or or like animals, like you said. I get that sometimes as well. Not as much as you, though. But like... Um, Overhearing like conversations. Yes, I remember because I'm really into felines and stuff like that. And that's for the starseed stuff we're about to talk about after but i was always the lions and tigers and panthers didn't understand why and then as i was getting into it more trying to understand my starseed heritage and like the feline beings i started to see lions everywhere like i went to a party and randomly someone had like a, a tiger tattoo on them 
they weren't even talking to me. They were just like, yeah, 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 talking. And I saw it on their arm. And I was like, whoa. And then we went for a drive. <laughs> and then I saw a giant, like, panther sign that was just like, be you. And I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> so crazy. But they just randomly everywhere. And it's like, I don't know if you guys watched the 100, too. It talks about this as well. When she's in the mind space, the universe is, like, leading her to where she needs to go as like a infinity symbol so i made a video about this already if you guys probably already seen that but she's walking through the mind space and then the crosswalk sign is an infinity symbol so she walks and then it changes and says stop so she stops and then someone walks by and they have an infinity symbol hairstyle so she follows it and then she looks after she's like where do i go now where do i go now and then some little girl is biking by and she has an infinity symbol sweater. And so she's following it. So it's exactly like that where it's, it's scary because there's no way it can't, there's no coincidence there. So you're like, there's definitely some intelligence with this. And when you get to extraterrestrials as well, they talk about how they don't even understand how the universe works. They are studying it as well. So this is way beyond even our civilization because they know it exists and i read a lot about these high vibrational and lower vibrational extraterrestrials and the high vibrational ones say they know the universe is real and that it's very intelligent and works like that we're in a cosmic body but no matter how much they research they can't understand it so it's good and they're millions of years evolved so they say don't try and explain it just accept it and know it's real because that is the spiritual evolution of beings there's technological and, and spiritual but the spiritual one will lead you down that path and then you'll realize more of how the universe works when you go up in density but from where we are you're not going to really find a good explanation other than the science ones we have now yeah that's really fascinating because you know almost that idea of like just experiencing and that's kind of the intention i've almost been trying to start putting out with you know, especially with regards to money or, you know, these things that I want is like, I just want to experience a podcast that has 10 million downloads per episode. I just want to experience, mm -hmm. you know, having my own jet. And so it's really interesting. You put it in that terminology because it's honestly a really great reflection of what I've been dealing with recently in my life. And then mm -hmm. furthermore, how is it that you are, are you communicating with these aliens? Are you reading about it and it's resonating with you? How are you kind of coming across this information? Conscious Monkeys, I need to bring your attention to this company that I've been using over the past few months, and probably longer now if you're hearing this, that has absolutely changed the way that I'm actually interfacing with the world. It's a company by the name of Conscious Technologies. And what they do is actually create these harmonizing units. And what it does is it actually takes the rotation of EMF frequencies that are in your area and harmonizes them. They make them in line with the true natural frequency of the universe around you. And they're incredible products. I actually went and I've tested out their quantum flow unit. I've tested out their meditation bed, their core harmonizer. And quite frankly, they were so incredible that I actually bought the cell phone EMF harmonizer for my cell phone. I was also lucky enough that Ross threw in a necklace as well. So I've been wearing that thing and quite frankly, I'm even wearing it to bed and my dreams have become so vivid and just intense that it's pretty insane. I honestly feel so grateful to have it. 
Their mission is to bring forth technologies that support the harmony of mankind and the world at large. Go check out their stuff. I mean, looking's for free. And if I'm being honest, if you click the link below and make a purchase, I do get some kickback. But quite frankly, I wouldn't be promoting it if it didn't work. So with that being said, go check them out. Conscious Technologies, LLC. Link below. Now, let's get back to the interview. I come across it externally from a lot of shamans. I read about it a lot or I watch a lot of people who talk about extraterrestrials when it comes to like C- like previous CIA agents. And mm. I mix that as well as what I read as well as people who channel and people who have astral projection and talk to ETs. So I mesh all of them and I see where the dots connect. So like a CIA agent will say, yeah, they talk about spiritual evolution and how the universe, they don't understand how it works, but they still go through with it. And then I read about it and I come across it in a book. They're like, yeah, we're one with the universe, but we don't understand it fully. So I see those like dots and how they connect. And I'm like, okay, there's truth here and here. It's like the universe is trying to tell me what is the truth and what is not so i definitely recommend for people as well if you're trying to get into stuff especially like if you're reading about flat earth theory which is not by the way i researched into that (laughs) Um, you got to get into everything and get so many different sources so that you know what the truth is and i do have some experiences with um et beings but i haven't really communicated with them they're more around me a lot and I feel them. I feel them around me. At first, I thought they were just spirits, but then I realized later through shamans that they're like ET spirits, which is super cool. But um, I definitely can't wait to get more into speaking with them because that's something I want to do a lot. But I think I'll probably do it through astral projection more. Like, okay. I think that'd be a more fun experience. Well, I mean, and it sounds like certainly you have a proclivity towards. So it sounds like that would be ideal for you to do. Yes, I'm so drawn to extraterrestrials and all of that. And I realized and that's what has brought me to Starseeds. So Mm. I didn't even know what that was before. But I started talking to a lot of my friends who randomly coming across people I'd meet, other influencers who have other gifts. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, he's going to come back. Looks like we're recording here by ourselves, (laughs) y'all. I can't breathe. He's going to come back. It's just the internet dropout. All right, guys. We will just wait a moment because this looks like it's going to keep recording. Um, I don't even know if this me talking is going to even be in it, but we'll keep it anyways. I love how the universe just tries to stop us from talking. Like, every time I do this, it's like the universe makes something happen. Not even the universe. Just, like, something happens that, like, weird things happen that stops it. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't want to say it's a universe because I don't even feel like the universe would do that. It's just so weird. I want to see what happens when he comes back. I think he's going to email me. Here we go. There we are. Dude, I'm telling you, awesome. man, this, it happens before. When you start talking about aliens, shit gets weird. Did that ever happen to you? Because I noticed that for me, too, sometimes. People are like, oh, this never happened before, but it glitched out. I was like, whoa. The way- so the way it glitched out was different than I've experienced before, but it's it's been an occurrence. Let me say this. It's been occurrence on this podcast where we start talking about something that's like high energy, aliens, fucking just out there shit. Technology fails for some reason. They don't want to hear it, bro. They don't want to hear it. I love it. <laughs> it's got to be something, man. It's got to be something. 
And we were just getting into star seeds too and all of that. And I definitely want to hear about your star seed heritage and how you got into that and like what your heritage is. For sure. Before before we jump into that, have you ever seen there's a, a show I think on like History Channel, which is uh it's called like Skinwalker Ranch? No, I heard about that. Is it good? Dude, it's fucking trippy. Like, if you're a logical minded person and you watch that show, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't the shit that they record on video, you're like something fucking extraterrestrial. <laughs> Yo, definitely. I already feel that too, but I keep hearing about skinwalkers and there are some stories around here because we live right beside the reserve too. And they already talk about some skinwalkers or like beings that, oh, okay, I'm going to tell you this crazy story. Um, okay. My mom used to tell me about how I used to be scared about a floating head in my room, like a man with a floating head and no body. And she told me about this and I was like, interesting okay like that just sounds scary of course i'd be scared and then i told my native friends about it and they were like yeah there's some dark being that lives like on the reserve that's just a floating head and i was what? like what the hell and it made me think about the skinwalkers and all of that like that joint is so real it's scary dude it's fucking trippy this shit is trippy like <laughs> They'll be putting like their they get these like super advanced telescopes because they have pinpointed this like area where like light bends like it'll bend lasers off like in certain degrees and yeah and all this shit and so they have these telescopes that have like computer data and so they'll map like where the stars are in the universe and they can map it based off of like this trajectory. Cool. Well, they have these and then they'll shoot like rockets up into it in order to get like all this data. Well, what happens is, is you'll hear on like the countdowns, they'll be like, all right, we're launching the rocket in five, four. And then people are like, my, my telescope isn't working. Why did my telescope just, all the stars are getting deleted. Like all the stars are deleted on my system now. And they're like, has this ever happened before? They're like, no, it never fucking happens. Dude, it's the craziest fucking thing. Like every single episode, it's a little bit different, but they bring in somebody else with crazy ass technology that never malfunctions, but then the instant. <laughs> The fucking instant. It's just like, yeah. nope, we're out. Conscious monkeys, are you looking for a CBD cream that actually works? I've tried many different CBD products and I've really never truly felt like any of them have worked for me. Like maybe there'd be like a little bit of tingling and then it would fade pretty quickly. Then came along Revive CBD. From the first time I tried it on, I could tell that there was something different about this product. I noticed that any joint pain I had was gone within minutes of applying it, and it lasted for a significant duration. I don't have an exact time for you guys, but do your own test. <laughs> so if you're still looking for the right CBD cream, then this might be the right one for you, because if you resonate with my vibe, then maybe you'll resonate with this vibe. I actually kind of just made that up on the spot, so hopefully you liked it. <laughs> Check out the link below, and as a side note, like always, the link below is an affiliate link. But again, I would not be promoting them if it didn't work for me. So hopefully it'll work for you. Again, check it out below, myrevibe.com. Get yours today. And with that being said, Conscious Monkeys, let's get back to the interview. Mercy, bro. I hear about this a lot. Um, what was I just reading about recently? Oh, um, I was reading about reptilians and like how they get like the technology. And I learned about how they're actually in um, like a higher density like not higher vibrational just like a one step higher density than the physical so you can't really see them a lot of the time but they're there anyways 
And one thing they were saying was that how they will manipulate technology so that certain information doesn't come across. And Loki is on the conspiracy theory, but that's the feel like the only explanation when it comes to like things now functioning like that. Like what are the odds that like people get into stuff like this and there's always some now function. There's something involved and I don't want to say it's reptilians or like the government, but something's involved that's trying to stop information from coming out. I don't know what it is. Well, um, yeah, there's there's something of some sort of higher power that's messing with those those technologies. Let's definitely yes. get into the reptilians because I had a dream one time where I was actually talking to reptilians and I have done some research. So I'm curious about what your research has led you to believe about reptilians. So, whoa. I went really in depth. I'm at the point where I'm taking notes because there's just <laughs> so much information. But literally, from what I hear from CIA agents, you know, government workers, shamans, and all these people that channel, is that they are from Draco, but there was they originally came from another universe, and they came here, and that's why there's a whole the whole Lyran wars against the Draco and all of that. And they like to go to other civilizations and offer technology. And really what they're doing is they're making a chess move. So they're saying, oh, technology in order for this. But really, they're just screwing you over. And mm. I hear about this all the time. So I know it's true because I hear about it everywhere. And all these government workers are like, yeah, they, they'll go to lower um, like planets like ours that aren't as advanced. And they'll offer technology. And of course, they're like, hell yes, we want we want like spaceships to take us to space. And really, they're just taking joint from you, right? So mm. they're screwing you over, essentially. And I, I really into the hierarchies because there are like hierarchical um, Dracos, and there are like the ones that are almost at the top. Which you see in Star, they showed it in Star Wars. I was like, whoa! And they're like bigger reptilian beings, but they have wings. And those are like the more elites, like alphas. And then you have lower ones, which are just like reptilian looking but there are some good reptilians and the ones above like the dra the draconians with wings are dragons but most of the dragons are actually neutral they're not light or dark they're just both and so the draco are actually scared of them so there's so much like political intricacies but at the end of the day they are lower vibrational beings that are more they come from a universe that is go to relied on technology rather than spirituality and so they've kind of distanced from the spiritual aspect so they can't ascend essentially they can't ascend to higher dimensions like where higher beings are because they're too reliant on technology and away from spirituality so there's a whole in-depth like evolutionary process they went through and there's a lot of history with them that you see throughout not just our planet but other planets and so much across the galaxy it's always the you always hear about these damn reptilians they're always like yeah the reptilians did this and stuff with the oh, i shouldn't even i'm just gonna say it the nazis i don't know if you heard about that and the dark fleet and stuff like that you Would can't even help, say that on did social they help media. them you yeah said they, so they helped them yeah so the reptilians actually helped the draconians and i don't or yeah the reptilians actually helped the nazis and i don't know if you guys know about this but the nazis were actually into ufos really bad 
and they had something called the bell which was like a anti-gravity floating flying saucer they had so much like technology they were really hard into antarctica nobody knew why but it's because they have technology like hidden in antarctica like crashed you know ufo stuff like that and so there's a lot of intricacies when it comes to the nazis too because apparently you know how they say they just disappeared like they just left and that's because they literally left the planet like they use their technology and they left because the reptilians offer technology and this is also why i always wondered why the nazis were into the aryan race i know you guys heard about that and it's also because of extraterrestrials so the extraterrestrials that came and visited the europeans from what i understand i don't know if it's the europeans or the nazis but overall they saw these extraterrestrials and wanted to become as powerful as them and they thought that okay well if we want to be strong and you know advanced we need to make an aryan race that looks just like them so that's where you get all the the holocaust and the the whole deep all that political stuff and to as more conscious people the whole race stuff is primitive but to humans it's like a real thing so like you know people will hate me because i'm black but to me i'm like that's very primitive in my eyes so in hitler's eyes it goes way back to extraterrestrials as well and the draconians ufos when i started getting into that i'm still reading that book i'm looking at it right now i'm still reading that book <laughs> and i had to put it down because you read two pages and you're like okay i need to process this like it'll tell you um the reptilians did this and they went to this planet and did that that's why you know hitler did this and i'm like okay let me put this down and then i'll watch like guy tv and the cia agents and they'll talk about that too and they talk about the nazis and i'm like whoa so that book is really telling the truth it's so crazy the stuff you hear about them it's it's scary well and that's what always gets interesting too is whenever you hear like these ex-cia fbi people come out i guess it really wouldn't be too many fbi agents but it's usually cia where they come out and then they're like you know things like um i mean you could even just say it with like the normal stuff but like what is it the gateway i think it's the gateway project that they like declassified yeah. which is so crazy in its own rights as to like them basically saying that like astral projection is real it's like mm -hmm. they're like hey this is a real thing and anyone can do it and it's so fascinating too whenever you hear like these new things coming out and i remember seeing where did what did i see i saw some government official i think he might have been like a soldier or something but he talked about how they were doing some digging underground and they came across like these tunnels and then they eventually like penetrated one of the tunnels and then like everybody in whoever was in the military ended up getting killed that were like a part of it except for this guy and mm -hmm. he escaped and then it was like a couple months later he ended up like you know dying from a heart attack or you know air quotes something something mysterious yeah. after him talking about it and so it's so to me it's always really fascinating to kind of piece these together and where mine my mind is now kind of going with this is is that i know whenever they do like secret documents and whatnot there's always like a little bit of misinformation put in there so that they're able to delineate who was going around and spreading what mm -hmm. so whenever you're kind of like piecing together this like information especially something that's like off planet do you do some sort of like you know needing to verify between sources do you kind of like how far back do you go with like sources and and this gets weird too because i i'm a channeler myself and oh yeah there's something i was going to say earlier about it but 
there's like this almost this knowing that just comes of like oh wow that that is real like that is what happened like there's there's truth to that you know and so i'm curious where your line usually lands with that i was very aware of that and i didn't want to accept things in my mind and become like have it within my subconscious where it becomes part of me until i know it's real so even astral projection i knew it was real but i was still like on the fence because i'm like i don't want to accept until i know it's real so then when i started having a little bit of experiences and then the document came out saying it's real i was like okay that's that's for sure and then i was like okay what about the extraterrestrial part like what is real and what is not and so i do research everywhere to make sure that joint is real so if i'm looking into the nordics or like at first i thought all extraterrestrials were were very like the ones i've seen were always human looking but they were always very caucasian in appearance and me i accepted that i didn't really look at the race i was just looking at extraterrestrials but then people started pointing out to me and i was like true let me actually get into that and then i started to notice that there are multiple different skin colors and all of that like there are beings who have like pitch black like noir skin like really really black and some who have uh, like brown skin tan uh, you did a video white, on that like green the green chick from uh, guardians of the galaxy you did a video yes. on that yeah and so this green skin from what i heard this green skin red skin orange skin purple skin and it all depends on the sun that they're around so our hmm. sun we happen to be at one where melanin is what's going to help us survive more so my people come from you know like my physical body people come from africa so they've evolved to have brown skin so their sun so the sun could be accepted into their skin and they could get energy essentially and so it all depends on the people but if we had like a blue sun i'm not sure what color skin would we would have but it wouldn't be brown it would probably be like blue or like green something that oh. aligns with the sun and there's some science behind that as well so i'm not too crazy. sure much about it but it's definitely the sun wow i never thought about the sun being the one responsible for like skin well okay so i have thought about this in skin color because i lived in brazil for about two months and i've spent about four months of my life there in total and what's interesting is that brazil is so large like vertically large that if you go to brazil like the majority of the northern like people in brazil like in the north area like salvador and bahia they have kind of like a really dark skin color like yourself and then as you move south to kind of like Rio, it becomes more later. of like this mocha. Exactly, dude. And you go all the way south to like Porto Alegre where I lived, it was just white. It was like everybody yes. was white. And that was when I kind of first started thinking like, hey, the sun has to be doing something here with skin color. And then you're taking it now even to the next level of like, oh, yeah, it's like it's the reason like we're white and black. It's like it's not, you know, you could even expand that out to all levels of the color spectrum. Yeah, and I try and get people to understand this race stuff as well. Like, this is where we could come together as a human species as soon as we start understanding each other. Like, for example, I was really pro-black before I was into consciousness. And I, I'm i not pro-black, but I've expanded off of the knowledge I learned from that pro-blackness. So I learned a lot about race and, you know, history before slavery and stuff like that to understand the humans and how it works 
but really one big thing I try and get people to understand is that, okay, yes, you know, different races have different abilities. Like you'll see black people, they're really into, like, they're always like really powerful physically. Like you see them in a lot of sports and then you see a lot of Europeans, they're more into like generally they're more into intelligence and understanding with the mind and stuff like that. You go to Asians and they, it's a whole completely different culture and understanding and way of life. So I try and get people to understand that the physical features we have are based off of different evolutions from where we were. But also I'm getting into now just recently on how every race on this planet is also coming from et races that have planted because earth is basically uh what is it called an experiment just like in divergent how you realize at the end it was all just an experiment so we do spoilers planet oh whoops (laughs) anyways anyways so it's so cool that we see each race they say each race is essentially just like how dolphins dolphins giraffes like all of them are essentially star beings putting their dna on this planet to see what would happen when everything is together so what would happen if nordic beings were here nordic people black people asian people so all of them and i and i was like is this true because then i started looking into it more cia agents are saying it and i was like okay i think this is getting more true and they got to the point where they're like yeah because you know literally all of our dna is different but look at it they wanted to see what would happen if they mix all the different beings on one planet. So my star seed, okay, Fuck. yes, I'm to us, I'm African. My beings, my history comes from slavery, right? But really it comes from star beings putting their DNA into humans, putting them here. So there's black people. So maybe my physical from my DNA, my star people come from, say, uh, like Lyra, for example, right? And then, you know, the eight white people come from Pleiades, the Nordic beings, and Asians. I love that you say Pleiades. I love that you said that. <laughs> I love the Pleiades, by the way. That's the one yeah. I identify with the most. <laughs> okay, cool. I was feeling that, too. I was like, it's probably yeah. or something. <laughs> That's awesome. But then there's also um, a lot of astral projections I talked to, and they said they went to different planets, and they saw Asian-looking beings. And they thought, wait, hmm. isn't that like earthly? But really, it's the other way around. So mm-hmm. really, all the races we have on this planet come from star people. And so they're saying, and the CIA agents were saying this, Earth is a giant experiment to see what would happen if they put all of us together and what would happen. And now you see slavery, the Holocaust, you know, colonization, all of that. But it's all just a giant experiment, which is so cool. But when people aren't that conscious, you can't tell them that. So... I just, I just. We've got a conscious. Like, we've got a really conscious audience here, so you're okay. Push the envelope as far as you want. Yeah. Okay. So with you guys, I could say this, but normally, even in general, I try and get people with their human mind to understand that we are just human. But getting there is going to be hard, especially in the black community when everybody's like, with everything that's happened in the black community, they're all like, most. I should say most. A lot of them are against white people. And I understand, right? Because with the intricacies that happened there, I'm like, well, okay, I feel you. But because I was almost there at one point too. But then I noticed it's all just now I realize it's also just an experiment. But really, I try and get people to understand so that humans stop making these categories, these subcategories mm-hmm. of human. 
we need to realize it's just subcategories and not races like white against black like we need to stop all of that so like i get them to understand like i was doing a presentation in the class about spirituality and black history as well so i taught them all about astral projection and all that stuff but i also because it's a black history presentation i brought a lot of bigger knowledge about race that was the main goal about it so i talked about my history but brought that and i say look did you know melanin is worth more than gold and they were like what seriously and i was like yeah so i showed them a black woman and her she had like really noir skin and i said she's worth more than everybody in this town combined like science wise and they're really? like whoa oh my gosh yeah so melanin is really worth that much and so i get them to understand that and i tell them about hair and i teach them about different hairstyles and what they mean like why there's dreadlocks and we call them locks but they call them dreadlocks i'm like really way before slavery only the warriors and royalty wore dreadlocks and they're not dirty we wash them we we take care of them but little things like that we need to understand so that we come together as humans so we can have a better understanding of each other simple things like hair like when i go places they ask about my hair and i'm like let me teach you so that we could come together and understand each other that's just the the basics of it for humanity but then when they get more conscious then i get into the ets and stuff like that <laughs> you got to break them in slow i told you yeah slowly <laughs> you start off like hey what's your name and then see where they're at <laughs> i love doing that it's hilarious i test yeah. them too i test them and sometimes it's a little too crazy so i'm like okay let me just step back just yeah. a little. <laughs> i've had people <laughs> on the podcast like that where i say something about aliens and then they kind of shift back and then i really quickly <laughs> real quick change the subject <laughs> i love how you watch their body language when they when they do this i'm like okay, yeah okay, too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right there's your line i found your line <laughs> yeah. conscious monkeys if you're looking to start your own podcast i have the two tools that you need to use to get that show on the road and the names are buzzsprout and riverside i'm combining these into one ad because you know i honestly had nothing but the best for them but if you're going to be using one of them you might be using the other one so what buzzsprout is is essentially the platform that I use to put my podcast out there. It's the reason you can hear this. That's the reason that I appear on all these different directories. The thing you might also need is that if you're interviewing people, you're going to need Riverside as well. And quite frankly, I'm using it right now to even just record these podcasts because they will even dilate in, dilate in. I don't think that's the right phrase for it. They will harmonize your voice so that it sounds equivalent. So if I start talking quiet at one point, they have a built-in editor that will actually make your voice sound crisp. I highly suggest Buzzsprout and Riverside. Go check out the links below in the description. And like always, these are affiliate links, so I do get a minor kickback if you do sign up with them. However, like always, they are incredible. The support has been on point, and they always get back to me, so I highly recommend them. If you have any questions, they're there to help. So with that being said, go check it out in the link below, and let's get back to the interview. It's really it's really interesting, though, that you even bring up dreadlocks, because I think there's probably a subconscious thing within my mind, too, that they're like not as clean. And I don't know where mm -hmm. that comes from. I have no idea where it's I've the media. That. It's the media. It's the media. So I noticed they always show, especially like Bob Marley, you see his locks. His locks mm -hmm. aren't dirty. They're just a different form. We call those ones free form. So he literally just leaves his hair alone and then they form into dreadlocks by itself. And so those, so they kind of look like rat, ratty because that's just the most natural way. He just didn't touch his hair. Me, mine are more uniform. They like they look like braids because I twist, I wash my hair and then I twist the roots so that they stay like they look like braids. So then my gotcha. hair just 
over time forms into locks like just naturally so little things like that i'm like we need to teach that so that we we don't have these barriers because whether they're subconscious or conscious they're still there and i hate that because i could feel it too and then i'm like okay we need some education and stuff like this that's probably why you even mentioned it in this in this podcast here like hey clay needs to learn this low key (laughs) i would love to shift this back to the uh et's and starseed conversation because it's really fascinating because even as you're talking i'm thinking about my evolution into understanding the idea of starseeds and as i briefly mentioned palladians was that first one that kind of just like zapped into my head like when i saw starseeds palladians was like the first one i saw and i felt this energy of alignment whenever i saw them i was like yes like something feels right about them yeah and then it was interesting because i think like sirius and orion were the next ones that came to me and of course correct me if i'm wrong but i believe those those uh alien beings are also predominantly white as well and so mm-hmm. you know to even hear it this is just so fascinating to me to even hear because you know you were talking about in that video about how there were you know green you know other aliens from a different being that are green and so i guess it's a really interesting thing to me to you know be a white person and then have this you know very strong attachment to starseeds that are also white but here's a question could that also just be the fact that i am white i self-identify you know i physically white and so there's this subconscious like subconscious tribalistic you know attachment to this to the star seeds as you could put it that are the same color as me i would say i would say yes to be honest with you there is a lot of people who are like that and i am naturally drawn to nordics so and i didn't know why like i just love nordic beings and i started to realize that i actually incarnated in a lot of nordic bodies and that's like a, a race that i'm really drawn to and that i what, really what color real quick what color are they because i don't think i've they're heard like of nordics really white they're like super white okay and really tall and so i was always into them for some reason and i've i've always just had a draw like physically i've always seen white people as really attractive never knew why i thought i was just like whitewashed they would call me but mm. really it comes from like soul and like recognition so it is partly recognition but also um, like what you're used to incarnating, the bodies you like to incarnate in, but also the human experience as well. So you just have to know yourself and know what you're more drawn to. Because if it was more, I feel like we're generally the same. And if it was more like that, like if it was like, oh, well, I'm human, so I'm more drawn to like my race, I'd be drawn more to black people. But that's not necessarily the case. Right. So I guess it all depends on you. And when I started learning more about my history, things started making sense. Like anything you're drawn to. So people that are watching too, if you want to know what type of star seed you are, uh, you could go to people. I went to a lot of people and like a lot of my friends who helped me out. But also I noticed that what I was drawn to from the beginning is what my friends said I was. I was always drawn to lions, felines, and I always was an old soul. Like I was always called an old soul when I was little and still to this day. And people were like, oh, you... Like, you have to be, like, a lion soul or something. Or, like, they see me – my friends call me an ancient cat. They say my soul is, like, an ancient cat. And little stuff like that. I was always drawn to certain things, especially royalty, which we're going to get into in a moment. Really drawn to that. And then 
I just started having friends who are clairvoyant or travel the Akashic records. They were like, yeah, you incarnated in feline bodies. You went to the Pleiades. You incarnating in like Nordic bodies, stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, you know, you were a commander um, in here and stuff like that. You were an elite. And I was like, okay, everything they said just resonated. Like right when they said I was a liar, the first time I heard I was a liar, I almost started crying because it really made so much i didn't even know what lyrans were but i really just started tearing up and i was like why am i like crying right now like what like stop right and i noticed because <laughs> my soul genuinely resonated with it so same for you guys first get to analyze what you resonate with and then go to someone and then you're gonna expand off of what you resonated from i love that because and i think that that point of resonance even holds true with what we were talking about earlier with like, how do you communicate with the universe, right? You got to yes. figure out what resonates with you. And it's interesting too, because you were talking about like ones and twos and how, what they meant to you. And I, I noticed when you said what they meant to you, I forget what it was, but when you said it, I internally was like, oh, that's interesting because those don't mean that for me. You know, it's like, Whoa. if I see those numbers, it means something else. And so I've, yeah. And so I've also even seen where, I think they're very unique to the individual because yeah. there are certain numbers that aren't repeating numbers, like not one, 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 two, 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 like my birthday, for instance, like when I see certain numbers, they mean different things to me, like either new beginning or, you know, think about home or, you know, keep going like one, two, three, four. Like if I see ascending numbers, well, I see that it, too. Mm -hmm. it means the same thing for me. It means the same thing as like an ant, which means to just like, keep going, keep persevering. You're on the right path. Don't question yourself. Like, you're good. And so I, I think I bet if there's like one takeaway to like give to people, it's that alignment. Like it's that, it's that vibration within you of that knowing, like just knowing that yes. this is true for you. Yes. It's the same. Like when you were saying one, two, three, four, for me, it was your leveling up, like you're going mm -hmm. up. So, and it would always be like when I'm training or, or something, it would be like one, two, three, four. And um, I see a lot of fives. If I see a lot of fives, change is coming. And then there's always change, whether it's like going to be high vibrational or dark. It's like always some sort of change that helps me out in the future. So definitely those numbers. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And going back to like the universe and stuff like that. One thing that surprises me as I started being called a light worker. I don't understand what that was, but now I know. But I realized that a lot of what I came here to do on Earth was to help humans. And the universe loves to guide me to where I need to do work next. And mm -hmm. I was going to start talking about this on my YouTube channel because I people, my family is actually starting to open up about it because I did some spirit work with them and I didn't think they would know. But they did. They found out. They were like, how did you know? Like, okay. So when my cousin died, um... Uh, we were in the hospital when he died and I was like doing energy work to like, you know, protect everybody energetically. And I would like connect to different souls and I'd be like, how do they know my cousin and stuff like that. And it was at the point where I was coding everything in certain energies. So like everybody was in the waiting room and I was coding everybody in loving energy. And, um, and there's more to that story, but long story short, um, he died and I was talking to his soul. I was like, don't worry. I I'll take care of the family. Just get used to this new realm you're in. And then my family went to a shaman. They don't, they're not spiritual like that, but they went to a shaman and because they were desperate. And she said that my cousin wanted to thank me for what I did at the hospital. And they were like, 
they then they called me up and they were like, "What the hell was she doing at the hospital?" And I was like, "Oh no, I have to tell them." So I told them, and they were literally like, "Oh my gosh, that's why everybody was so eerily calm at the hospital." And I was like, "Whoa, really?" And they were like, "Yeah, everybody was so calm." And can you tell us more? And I was telling about the energy work I do. And I say, literally, the universe will just guide me to where I need to do work next. So sometimes, like, like after this podcast, um, I'll meditate or, like, I'll read. And then the universe will be like, go to the skate park. And I'll be like, okay, uh, I don't want to go to the skate park. but So I'm just going to stay. And then I'll five different people text me, hey, you should come to the skate park. You should come to the skate park. So then I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going, right? And then I go. Right. And then I realize someone needed my help there. Or I, they needed my energy there. So mm. it's like that. It's like the universe will send me as like on missions, like little missions. But it's hard to tell people about this because they don't understand it. But it's nonetheless happening. So people are like, oh, what did you do today? And I may not have did much work, but I was walking around doing spirit work. Like the universe is like, okay, um, go, on a, go on the train ride with them. And I'm like, okay. And then I go. And then I realized I had to do some work. So there's so much intricacies. This is what I want people to understand as well is the the mesh with the spirit realm and the physical realm. Because once you get more with the spirit realm, you can become like a master manifester and become a more powerful being because you've meshed these higher realms and lower realms into one person. And you'll literally become like a warrior. And like people will be kind of intimidated by your energy because it's very grand. It's so cool. Mm, that's awesome dude and it's it's interesting because i lean on being clairaudient so like i'll hear you know hear things mm -hmm. and one of the most perplexing stories i'm going to give you the i'll give you the spark notes version of it because there's so many like intricate details that are mind-blowing we can get to them if you're well i'll just <laughs> give you spark notes okay. because it's on this topic <laughs> so you know i was with my dad and my dad uh He's a little overweight, but then he's like kind of he we went to the pyramids. He was going to walk off by himself and then kind of walk down towards where the Sphinx was and do some sketching because interesting enough, like the beginning of your story, he's an architect himself. Wow. OK, and, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, yeah <your> connections, right? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm going up into the pyramid and this was my second time there and I'm going to meditate. And for like 28, 30 minutes, because I was reading a bunch of like the law of one material basically being like you know you can do healing in here yada 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 don't stay longer yes. than 30 minutes xyz and so then you know i go up into the pyramid i set my timer for like 28 minutes because i didn't want to be there for 30 i was like all right i'm not gonna go full time and yeah. you know so i meditate and i'm probably you know just starting off and i'm kind of like asking all these questions i can't really remember what they all were but it comes to the end and I'm not to the end, but it comes to this question where I'm like, what's the next thing I need to do on my spiritual like evolution. And it's like, go help your father. And I'm like, okay, like I'll do that later. Cause I, at this point I'm only probably nine minutes into meditating and I'm like, I want to absorb all the energy here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like what else do I need to do? It's like, go help your father. I'm like, I'm like, chill. Like I, I heard you, but like, I want to get more downloads. <laughs> what do I need to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, but like, yeah. It's so that I like asked another question and it, I don't know, they kind of ignored it. And they were like, you need to go help your father. It was like more like direct. And I was like, all right, whatever. Did you actually hear it? Yeah. Wow. Cool. I, I hear. Yeah. Like, and that's like a lot of my channeling work is I'll, you know, I, I deal with uh, like astral Akashic 
galactic and earth realm like beings and so i'll like invite them in and like basically in my sessions i'll basically just kind of sit there and someone will ask a question and i'll just repeat the words that basically come to me wow interesting because i'm very clairsentient so with me it's clear energy but it's got to the point where it's so strong where it's getting even stronger to where like I could feel people's thoughts and I'm getting like telepathic now mm-hmm. and like just energy is really sensitive for me. So if I'm around people, I could just know what they're going through. And like my friends at Loki get scared of me. So that's, they're like, they're like, yo, how'd you know that? And then they're like, Oh, so it's like, I could feel everything about people, which is why I, I sometimes avoid what? hugging certain people. Oh, interesting. That's yeah, really, I can really feel, I feel like their whole life in like a few seconds. But I always oh. wanted to be clear, like audio and clear, like voyant. So hearing that from you is so cool because I've never had any experience like that. Really? I mean, sometimes I'll hear like, it's interesting too, because it means like I'll hear like these really high pitch noises. Like I don't really have any ear problems either. So like I'll hear these really loud, like, and it's, it's interesting too, because I'm like, all right, like what, what do I need to pay attention to? It'll like be this, like oh. knowing that like something's about to come in or I need to do something real soon. And so like. To get my attention, I'll hear these like real, like high pitched, like you know, siren type sounds. Wow, that's so cool! Because I, I'll tell you my experience with clairsentience. Uh, when I'm around people, I could feel their timelines and like I could feel who they are, where they're going, their past, and stuff like that. But I don't see it like clairvoyance do. I feel it. So mm-hmm. I like their aura says ev- like your aura, no matter what says everything about you. So when I step into your aura, I could feel it generally and then I could get an understanding of you and then I could ask your aura questions. So I could be like, okay, where's, is he struggling at home? And it'll be like, yes. And then I'll be like, is it parents? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just feel the answer. And then I'll tell them, I'm like, are you struggling at home with your parents? And they're like, yeah, how did you know that? And I'm like, okay, confirmation. So I get confirmation yeah. or like, the one time I did a card reading at my cousin's house. This is when the universe told me to bring my cards. And this is when I did do card readings at first. And I saw fives, right? I was seeing fives as I was getting out the car to walk at my cousin's house. So I was like, okay, something's going to change at this party. What is it? And then the universe told me, bring out the cards. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I brought them out. And I didn't even, I was just messing around. I was like, okay, let me just see. I didn't realize the universe was saying this moment's going to change your life with the cards. So I did a card reading on my cousin. And... Uh, this is my cousin's wife and I was like I'm seeing kids are you planning to have kids or something and all my card readings when I did out everybody were spot on so I was scaring myself and she's like she's like she's acting weird she's like no right no and then I thought they were acting weird because you know when you bring up kids people get weird so I was like okay never sure. mind and I just moved on and then later on she announced before she left that they were planning to have a baby and that they're pregnant and I was like, yo, what? Bro, and she came to me after and she said that I freaked her out because they weren't planning to tell anyone, but I knew before anybody. Dude. And so right then, but it's like, I just felt, I didn't see them. I felt them. I felt the child. And then I could feel that the energy made an image in my mind. So it's crazy so how you talk about like the hearing and stuff like that. Wow. Well, I have a kid's one as well for you where I was working with a, a client and he asked some, oh, he asked the question of like, how can I be a better husband? Like, how can I be a better husband for my wife? And I basically gave him the answer, basically repeating the words. And the very last sentence was like, you need to do this for your mother and, and I heard child. 
and I go before I even said it, I was like, do you have a kid? And he was like, he was like, no, I don't have a kid, but like, we've been trying. And I was like, oh, because they, they say that you have a kid on the way. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they said you need to do this for your mother and for your child. And he was just kind of like blown away by it. He was like, he's like, oh, he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, and so it was this really interesting, um, exchange i should actually message him and see what the latest is with that because he said he's yeah, been trying and so yeah i'll have to get That's into so a follow-up cool how we do the same thing but through different ways like i'll feel it like i feel like i just feel like i have to say this like the one guy because i do a lot of readings for my friends and they always message me and the one guy messaged him or we were in person and i kept getting the universe kept telling me he's going to a party like i just feel i kept seeing bushes and he was like uh, I was like, are you going to a bush party soon? He's like, yo, that's crazy. I'm going to one tomorrow. And <laughs> I felt like, I just felt the energy like something was going to happen there. And I said, something's going to happen there. I don't know what it is. The universe won't tell me, but something's going to happen. It's going to change your life. And he was like, okay, bet, right? Okay, bet. And then I didn't see him for a week or two. And his friends told me that there was a fight at the party and that like he got beat up or something and that he learned like a big lesson or something like that. And I was like, whoa. So the fact that it's like, I feel it. But when I think about these like situations and like things that happen to me, I think about you and I'm like, how would being clear audience, how would that come through? Because I feel it, but hearing it, I couldn't imagine hearing it instead. I, I think it's something you develop because, okay. because it might've been like after a couple sessions I had, or it might just be the way that it needs to be projected for the person. I was working with another client and, you know, there was a lot of like, she was asking like, you know, what I need to do. And truth kept coming up. Like you need to be honest, you need to be truthful. And she asked another question and it was interesting because I felt this surge of energy go from the bottom of my feet and stop basically right at my sacral chakra, you know, which represents like sexual energy, sexual drive, yeah. creativity. And I was like, hey, by the way, like I felt this surge of energy kind of come up through me. I just repeated it to her. She goes, oh, wow, that's crazy. And we kind of kept going on with it. But then at the end, after we were done with the session, she was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like um, my creativity has been lacking. And it's because I haven't been being honest with like my two partners that I'm dealing with right now. Yo, bro. I was like, fuck. Was, and then and then my next thought was is like, did I just unlock another Claire power? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool because I've never had any experiences Claire audience wise. Sometimes like um like random things will happen, but it's like very little. So my Claire sentience is very strong and my mm. clairvoyance is there. Like I'll see images like in my mind or sometimes I'll see things like spirit orbs, but never clear audience like my clear audience is like this so i love how it's like we have different so it's like you you have that clear audience which is really big and then you have a little bit of clear sentience which helps you out but then clairvoyance is like very little so it's cool to see how people's powers are flowing differently and how they do the same spirit work we all do but just in a different way that is amazing wow super cool yeah it's cool to hear your you know side of things as well and how it's like i wonder if I wonder if you were to hypothetically unlock all Claire abilities that you would almost erode the human experience. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Your mind would be like, whoa, like <laughs> yeah. you just like hear, see, and feel everything. Ooh. 
I'm not ready for that. That's for sure. <laughs> that might just be like the soul level of it. That might yeah. just be like when you're a soul, like your soul being is all of that combined. Well, that's definitely 100% because when you don't have the physical body anymore, you're not limited by your physical senses mm. and your body. So really being in these bodies, we have to, well, we all have certain gifts that we could expand off of and like train to get stronger, but that's all dependent on us, our soul, and we have to train our physical body to attune to that. And that's where the pineal gland comes into play because that's a literal gland in your brain that is septive to energy, stuff like that. So with that, it's like there's huge possibilities with what we could do, but there's also limitations. But if you want to get stronger, you have to do that spiritual training for it, which a lot of people don't want to do or they're not ready for. Yeah, and I mean, it, it takes a level of trust. It takes a level of finding it. I mean, and it kind of needs to find you, I guess, at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I find it interesting because I always wonder, because I heard one girl talk about this on my podcast, and I always wonder after these, like, sessions I do with people if people ever get scared away because I, it, you know, it, it can come across in a 3D realm that I know more about them than they realize about themselves. Mm -hmm. Or if it's kind of like this intuitive, because whenever I do it, I feel like there's just like this intuitive knowing where they almost already knew the answer, but just me saying it almost validated it for them. Yeah. I find that a lot when I do readings for people. Um, and you said, when you just said about, you know, knowing more about them than they know about themselves, I find for me as a clairsentient, it's low key true to an extent because you could read their energy and understand everything their subconscious blockages um where they're at now their timeline and where they're going and how what you could say to change their timeline and you could feel the timeline change like i feel and saying it doesn't big up my ego because i understand it's really just to help them and so i guess you could say to an extent for me anyways it's like i feel and for you as well i could say we know a little more about them than they we could dig deeper into them than they can dig within themselves so i guess to an extent we know a little more about them but not like egotistical wise yeah and everything you're saying i don't believe comes from an ego at all and here might be a graphical way for you if you've never visualized it this way where you know, if you ever look at that Hawking's uh, scale where it's like grief, apathy, and then it like rises yeah. up and like being connected. What I realized, I think along my path is if I was being honest and raising my frequency, I didn't, I then gained this perspective on other people whenever they were operating from a frequency that was lower than where I was. It's almost like being able to sit at the top of the bleachers and look down and that I guess kind of sounds bad, but yes, see the so energy true, below. Though. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I can tell that that person's saying this out of apathy. I can see that they're saying yes. this out of anger. I can see where this energy is coming from, exactly. and it's so yeah. And so it and so what's fascinating too, and where it gets weird is like whenever I do these readings, sometimes to me I feel almost like an imposter because I'm like, this is obvious. Like this is so obvious to me. Why am I just repeating these things that I could easily say sober, you know, or not connected, you know, but yeah. then the other person hears it. And because they're not at that same frequency, it's like, it's what they needed to hear in that situation yes. in order to unlock their next spiritual evolution. I think that is the coolest part too, because to you, especially when I go to a party 
and this is where this is why i stopped going to parties a little bit but now i love going to them because i could see the different souls and i feel their life journey and it's so cool like sometimes i'll go up to people and there'll be one person that has like this super strong energy and they're a super strong star seed and i feel and i'll go up to them i'll be like like i remember i went to um there was a presentation in toronto it was the it was some award ceremony and there was two really tall people but their energies were called to me and i was like i went up to them and i had to analyze them because their energy was so like unworldly and high vibrational and i said i went up to them and i said just so you guys know your energy is just so beautiful like i don't know if you guys are into that stuff but your energy <laughs> is amazing and i think you guys are so beautiful and then we had a conversation i was reading their energy and I was like, these people are so cool. So getting to meet people like that, and it's cool to see the higher vibrational people and the lower vibrational people. Like you go to a lower vibrational person, and you don't necessarily want to be around them. Like I separate myself, but I learn from them, and I help mm. them. Like I'll say something that will help them in their journey, and then they go about, and it's like they learn something. Even if it's like one phrase, they like went home with it. And I like feeling all of their lives and learning from it. So it is cool, but the people who I don't know about with you and energy, but I know some people it's like you just can't be around, like you cannot be in their energy, and that's a struggle, especially when you're really sensitive. Or I don't know what actually I have a question for you. So when it comes to being a clear audience and you're around people or you're just at home, is there anything that makes you be like damn like being a clear audience right now is like hard like where you just maybe hear a message that someone needs to hear or you're around because i know at my house i have to energetically protect my room because outside of my room the energy is very chaotic because of my family mm. so when i sage it i sage the whole house my mom's like sage the house and i sage it and i'm like oh and i feel better so I don't know. What is it with your experience? What is your experience being a clear audience and being in society? That's a really interesting question. And I, it's funny because I was thinking about a question for you and I'm probably going to end my answer <laughs> with this question for you. Okay. Um, so what happens with me is usually like, I'll, I'll kind of listen to what I try to do sometimes is just like, listen to like, okay, where's the next place I should go? Should I make a right or a left here? I'll get, I'll get lost in a city. I did this in New York city and it was absolutely wild. Like I can't even put into words what I experienced, but like, it was like, I would just set my intention of like, I want to get food here and kind of just be like, okay. Or, or I am, I want to, I would set the intention before leaving the hotel room. I was like, I want to get the food that is for my highest good, like highest self or something like lead me to it. And so every time I would come to an intersection, I'd be like, okay, where do I go? And then it would say left, right, straight. Sometimes it says turn around, which is trippy as fuck. I'm like, we just walked past there. It's like, yeah, you gotta <laughs> go back. It's like, all right, fine. I'm listening to you. Um, and it was interesting actually with this story, I came up to an intersection and I saw it on like a, uh, on the side of a building, like a, a piece of pizza. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get pizza. And then a voice was like, yeah, you are, but not there. And I'm like, all right, like I'm trusting you. And so I keep walking throughout, it's like left, right, straight, whatever. And I see these lights or I'm not paying attention anymore to my voice, the voice and whatever you want to call it. And I hear, look up. 
And so I look up and like probably two blocks away, I see lights on a building and I'm like, is that where we're going? And it's like, yeah, mind you at this time, I had no idea what the fuck this building was. And so by the time I walk up to it, it ends up being like a bar and restaurant. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, all right, cool. I'm in. And so then, you know, I kind of listen to it and I just follow along and it's interesting because I opened up the menu and the very first thing I saw was like this artichoke olive pizza or something. And the voice was like, that's what you're getting. And I was just like, of course. (laughs) It was fucking delicious too. It had like this cauliflower crust. (laughs) It was sick. It was great decision. Um, But then to kind of bring this back to your question, there are times where I'll be like not paying attention. And this kind of leads into the question I have for you where I won't be really paying attention to it or almost controlling it. And it'll get a little, let's say leaky where Mm. I'll see a couple or something and the voice will just be like, they're not happy or this person's cheating on this person or, Mm. you know, I'll hear those things. And it's interesting because internally I like, don't want to hear that shit. Like, I'm like, look, that's their business. If they want to come to me and as a channel and figure out that like, cool, I'll, I'll help them out. But Mm. I have this, like, you know, I try to set this barrier of like, nope, we're not doing that. And so I was curious where this comes to you of almost the morality around like being able to feel into everybody's like timelines and their past. Like, do you, do you have some sort of barrier or is it kind of just like, well, as long as I'm, you know, not using this against them or I'm trying to help them with it, then it's okay. I'm, I'm curious where you're I see myself line is. as someone here to help. Like I came here for this reason so i use my abilities as i as any other sense like if i'm looking at someone it's like the same thing like i'm looking at someone but instead i'm feeling someone so i will but there's never really anything i could be nosy into like maybe okay the most i'll do that's like bridging off would be like um do they think i'm attractive or do they like a lot of time i could feel when someone has an attraction to me or i could ask i'll be like oh is there any timeline where we're together like that's the most Mm. far off i would go but other than that i'm always feeling so like you said you said you could hear when they're like oh they're not happy and stuff like that i feel that all the time but i feel it instead so i'll feel i'll be like i'll walk past someone and i'll be like whoa they're struggling you know with their relationship but it's none of my business because we're just walking by Right, right. So there's nothing I could do. So I feel it. I have an understanding. And it's just like looking, it's like when you're looking at a couple walk by and you're like, oh, they're cute. But instead I'm feeling them and I'm like, okay, they're not happy together, or whatever. And I go about my life. Um, so I will feel people and I'll know who to talk to and who not to, who's aggressive and stuff like that. And it's always, always, always right. So I don't, I don't ever test it or anything because it's always right. So it's like, I always feel it. And if I'm around people that I'm talking to, I'll help them subconsciously. So, and I, I'll, I do this with everyone. So the universe will be like, go to the party. So I go to the party and um, I'll feel like someone's in trouble. So then I'll walk, I'll feel where the energy's leading me and it'll be someone crying or like, like a, some guy who doesn't want to cry. They don't want to cry. So they're just like sitting there and my friends are like, Vinny, he needs help. And so I'll go over and I'll just like, I'll talk to him as a person, but give him what he needs through the energy I feel. So I'll feel like the core of all of this is because of what he's going through at home. And I'll be like, mm. oh, are you struggling at home with your family? And they're like, he's like, how did you know? 
And I'm like, I just, I just know. And so I'll do that with people. Or if I'm talking to someone, I just give them knowledge that they need to help them. If it's just like a random person, I'll give them knowledge that they need to help them on their journey, even though I know I'm not going to see them again. So maybe I'll be like, so cool. oh, don't forget to mesh the light in the dark because all your darkness that you've been through is going to help you. And then if I see them one day, like years to come by, they'll be like, yo, what you said about you said that they changed me or I won't know. And they just, you know, they go about their lives. But I know energetically I said what they needed. So the only downside to all of this is that the energy gets piled on me. So I have to shower at the end of the day, no matter what. And I will wash my hair, too, because my hair will my hair helps me connect but it also collects the energy. So that's why I also wear do-rags to protect my hair. And so a lot of the time I'll be around people, especially at a party and there's so much negative energy and feeling because everybody's there to drink their problems away. So I feel it and I'm like, damn, who can I help actually? And I'll help certain people and it's fun to me. That's what's fun to me. So I do that. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, oh, okay, that was a crazy day. I sage my room or I Palo Santo it and then I take a really good meditation shower and I wash it all off and then I feel fresh. So I feel like a whole new being when I come out the shower. So definitely I I have a lot of people who tell me because they know I'm really sensitive and they're like, oh, that's not good. You know, you're going to this, this and that. But I'm like, remember, this is my journey, not yours. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I like feeling people's energy. I don't want to cut it off. So I just have to make sure that I mesh it into every part of my life so it's just normal every day and that I wash it all off at the end. Because if I don't, I've never not showered at the end of the day, but even if I stretch it, like it's like I can never fully relax until I take that shower. So we could be, it could be nine o'clock and we're all partying and then we're going to go watch a movie, but I won't be fully relaxed until i do that shower and do that shower meditation so for anybody clairsentient too that's a good tip for you guys it's interesting you say that because i know that if i don't shower and i go to bed i wake up the next morning i feel awful and energetically awful and it's usually it's been started since like when i get in the shower it's like all right like get off all the negative energy setting that intention of clearing it out Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting in your story, like I, you know, and even in whenever I was talking about that energy entering through my feet and kind of stopping around the sacral, you know, I think it's interesting because I feel like we all have all of the clairsentient ability, or not the clair abilities. It's just which one is the most prominent for each of us and then use that to leverage your other ones. Yes, 100%. And that's how I notice a lot of my friends too are, have power. The most common one I noticed is clairsentience but it's like it's not very strong so they have a small minute you know feeling of it so like we'll be hanging out with people and they know i'm very sensitive so they'll be like oh um i'm inviting my friend um i don't know if you're gonna like or whatever and i'm like okay that's fine and if the one girl energy was horrible and i was like i can't do this like i I just had to separate myself from her And I was like, there's no point in trying to do anything there. So I separated myself and then they'll come up to me and they'll be like, how is her energy? And I'm like, I can't do it. (laughs) It it, it hurts. Like it's physically painful for me. And they'll tell me, they'll be like, yeah, I know her energy is kind of dark. So they feel it, but maybe not as strong as I do. They don't take it on almost. 
Yeah, and so I noticed that some people, well, most commonly, clairsentience is a thing, but it's a matter of how strong is it. And one of the least common ones is clairaudience. Is why I don't come across a lot of people who are clairaudient. But the second one is clairvoyance. So people will be like, oh, yeah, sometimes I see whatever, whatever. And I'm like, hone in on that. So I tell my friends, hone in on that and use it. Like, this is how you do spiritual training. You go out and you tap into it every single day. And it'll get to the point where it's so strong, where it's just like, it's every day, bro. Like, it's all day. So that, that's honestly, that's a really fascinating point you bring up because I know that I go periods of my, you know, maybe it's like a week or something. Like, honestly, for the last week, I probably haven't tapped in with that voice in myself. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't like, like I need to, like, there's this proactive asking that I need to do in order to establish the connection between it. So it's yes. not like, it's not like there's this constant bombardment in my head of like, you know, this is next, do this, do this, do this, because I can also get to like a meditative place where it's just like nothingness, you know, getting to that place of no mind, no body, mm-hmm. and I can get there and then, you know, nothing happens, like nothing comes through. But then if I go out and I have to actually actively engage it, like, okay, what should I do next? Should I go outside? Do I go left or right here? Mm-hmm. That's a good step. And that's what I always tell people do that spiritual training even if it you don't have to tap into it all the time i know me i've been really deep into it so i wanted it to become just a normal thing so i would consciously always tap into it in my mind to the point mm. where it's subconscious now i don't even think about it so mm. it could be like that for you as well but it's a matter of are you ready for it and is this something you want to do because you have free will so you could choose like i could choose to turn it on and off when i want but i don't like turning it off and even if I turn it off, my subconscious mind will turn it back on because I've trained it to do that. Gotcha. So it depends on the individual. And I feel because you, you have to ask, so clear audience is very different than clear sentience. So do you always want to hear that voice or do you want to make peace? Because I know people who they make peace with the idea they could see spirits or stuff like that. So they mesh it into their everyday life and because they know it's a superpower. But it depends if you're ready or not. You just have to ask yourself that. Because I know I'm not ready for clear, clear audience. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be hearing shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring this up because I don't believe I told you this in our last, in our meet and greet. But over this past weekend, I actually did my ayahuasca for the first time. You better tell me about that. Bro. You better tell me about that. <laughs> well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because there was this interesting dynamic that I had between like myself and my soul where I had this battle of like, who's in control. I was like, well, so this is a whole different story, but I found out that my soul's name is Igor. And so cool. (laughs) I see it too. I look at you and I look in your eyes. I'm like, I see an Igor. Yeah. (laughs) The story behind that's crazy in its own rights. I like, I like pushed it away for the longest time. That's, that's a great story. Uh, but so this like dilemma was occurring in, in me and it was kind of clairaudient, a little bit of clairvoyance, but mostly clairaudient where it was like, who's in control. It was like this argument almost. And I wish I could remember the entire thing, but the core premise of it was like, you know, Igor decided for Clayton to be incarnated, but Clayton didn't decide to be here. So am I the one that's in control or is Igor in control? And then a part of this was also the Claire audience of like, well, if I am deferring, deferring all of these things to Igor, like asking, do I go left? Do I go right? Which way do I go? 
and Igor, I assume is the one telling me that's what it feels like, then am I just Igor's slave or is, am I Igor? Like is Igor me? And it was this, it was, it was crazy. And I got to this place where I was like, okay, I know something's wrong with this. Like, can somebody tell me what the answer is? And then that whole memory essentially just disappeared. Like that whole conversation just left me. And where I kind of came to, I think, like in these past few days is the answer is that we're the same person. It's like, we're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I kind of came to over these last few days where it's like, okay, we're, we're on the same team. We want the same outcome. Like, it's not like, and this comes into the separation idea of, the, se- the illusion of separation where it's like, it's just an illusion that Clayton and Igor are different people in actuality. It's like, we're the same thing. Like everything I do affects him. Everything he does affects me. Yes. And quite frankly, maybe the next evolution of this is exactly what you're saying where I need to get to this place of just always turning on that clear audience nature where the clear audience, Igor's voice becomes my subconscious of the thing I need to do next. Yes. Now, I I want to give you wisdom to how to keep it on, but I don't have any experience with the Claire audience, so that's a whole new ball game for me. But what I can give you, and I love how you got into the soul because that's so cool. Because I asked myself the same thing, and I was wondering how that all worked, and I was like, especially to the universe, I'm like, am I a slave to the universe? But really, I'm not. Like, it's all free will. But one thing I can say is with my experience with meshing it in my everyday life is that just accept it like mesh it and just accept it like everything i do even when i'm in my room my first question is how does my room feel and i feel i'm always feeling out the energy Mm -hmm. if it's not right i'll fix it and i'll fix it so that i feel good i'm going somewhere energy doesn't feel right here i'm leaving so it's like that and so with the clear audience I can't even I don't even know what you would do. That's that's a to really me, cool journey for you. Well, to me, I Is feel it? like it's okay. the same thing. I think it would be the same thing of and there's a double component here of trusting that voice. So I, yeah. I think it's exactly what you're saying is, number one, I think it starts with me having to have that intention of I always want this Claire's ability to be on. So, like, yeah. I think I need to first set that intention, which I've never set before. And then the next level is, is to, like you're saying, tap in, like anytime I walk outside, tap into it. Anytime I think of it, tap into it and then trust and act on that thing. Because I think that that's something, especially with our clear abilities, that we tend to maybe, maybe I'm projecting here, but like there's a trust component. So if you don't trust that that is a clear audience, if you don't trust that you're clear sentient, if you don't trust these feelings, these emotions, these sounds, these visions you're having, then there's no way for those powers to amplify because you're cutting yourself off at the knees that part that's a big thing is the trust because well when you get when you get confirmations you're gonna trust it so when i when i first started doing the spiritual training and i'll go and try it out i would always look for confirmations so i would feel that they're aggressive let me ask somebody or let me ask them Mm -hmm. or see as we're friends if they are aggressive and it was always right. I would ask someone, yeah, they're aggressive. Or I'd be like, okay. And then I would I'd like be friends with them. And I'd notice they'd be a really aggressive in certain things. And I'm like, okay, well, energy told me that. So it's always an energy or not an energy, a trusting. So no matter where you are, especially I couldn't even imagine with clairvoyance, like 
trusting that you're not going mad that you're actually seeing <laughs> a spirit there so people like that are strong but i think people that are clairvoyant and clairaudient are super strong because those external because for me clairsentience is internal it's, it's me feeling and being receptive but clairaudience and clairvoyance it's like almost clairaudience is a mix of external and internal but then clairvoyance is like almost all external so i couldn't imagine like having to trust so i guess each one it's, it's like another level of trust you have to have but always trust and you're gonna have to look for confirmation start with confirmations that will help you with your trusting process right and what's coming to me and if we go back to that new york city example right like mm -hmm. there was times i was told to like walk down the street make a right and then make another right back down the other street that i just came across and when i was told to kind of retrace my steps there was this protest within clayton that was like we, we just walked that way like get out of here yeah but the powerful the powerful lesson that i realized from that was that you get a completely different perspective of the road like you think you just walk down a road mm -hmm. But if you cross the street and walk back down it the opposite direction, it's a completely different road. It is not the same road. And you know what I just before you keep going, I just thought about that as a perfect analogy. I kept seeing that as an analogy, like when the universe would keep telling me to rewatch a show, like for the 100, I was like, we just we watched that joint a year ago and it was good. Why are we watching it again? And then yeah. I watched it again. It's like when your consciousness is different, you perceive it differently and you take stuff in that you didn't realize before. That's so cool. Bro, it's the same shit with quotes. Like, I don't know yeah. how many times I've seen a quote, like, you know, five, 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that makes sense. And then you go through the spiritual evolution and you see the quote again and you're like, dude, this dude was a fucking prophet. <laughs> like whoever yeah, said this shit was like operating at a different level. And it's, <laughs> it's so wild to find how that quote can hit you at these different frequencies and yet have such drastic different meanings. Yeah, I think that's what's so cool. And I want people to understand that as well is you're going to perceive things based off of your level of consciousness. And as you get more conscious, you're going to become aware of this. You're going to become conscious that you're only perceiving things from your level of consciousness. So you get very intelligent with the way you think and you become very accepting and observative. And you realize that perception is the key to everything because it's mm -hmm. like, for example, this is very corny, but like what like two people can look at a bee. One person could see like a killer and like poisonous and the other could see one that's taking care of the earth. Two different energies, two different all based off of perception. So with everything, notice that it's your perception that's making your reality and notice that you could change all of that. And everything that you perceive and that you get is basically off of your level of consciousness. So us, we could consider me and you as like higher level because we've meshed that spirituality and we're still meshing it. But people that are on lower level that are like basic, like they, they, they're atheists and all of that stuff. That's a whole nother, like they have deep training to do very rough training to do when it comes to all of this stuff. So realizing that your level of consciousness is what governs everything is a major step for humanity. Now, I don't know if this is all atheists, but I had an atheist on my podcast super early. It might have been episode 19 or something. And he so he took basically a bunch of shrooms and then no longer became an atheist. <laughs> wow. But along that so along that process, what he realized is, is that and I and I 
I apologize if there's atheists listening that, well, first of all, if you made it to this point, and you're an atheist, like a round of applause for your open-minded nature. <laughs> yes. True. Round of applause for that. Um, but my understanding of atheism is not having a belief at all, like believing that there is nothing to, uh, there is nothing or there is no meaning or there is no belief system. And what he articulated was, is that he realized that being atheist contradicted itself in his mind, because in order to hold the belief that there is no right belief system, that was a belief in and of itself. True. <laughs> That's true. Wow, I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, man, like I, I was like, I never <laughs> identify with atheist. I don't know much about it, but like what you're saying makes a lot of sense right now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so cool. I never thought about it like that there are some atheists i know who have transitioned because they've had experiences like that i like those stories where people are like yeah i don't believe in none of that joint and they take some mushrooms and they're like yo like <laughs> everything you everything you talked about on your channel is so true i'm like it been real like now yeah. you're just seeing it and they're like yo i love that joint it's and so crazy i really i always get curious on what it's like to be an atheist again like i'm always like because I could never imagine going back to not being receptive to energy or nothing like that and just living life. Like, it'd be so boring. I can't imagine that. Well, here's a here's a crazy idea. Do you think whenever your consciousness reemerges with your soul that you could actually choose to embody a consciousness of somebody who would never – maybe it's like the medieval times in 1700s or 1600s who was never able to even fathom the idea of spirituality? I feel like we – we already do that with incarnation with reincarnation anyways like we decided like i decided to reincarnate in this physical body for a reason and experience certain things and all like i decided to be receptive to energy but not understand what i'm going through and then as i realized it right then you start going up but like a lot of people choose to be an atheist they're like i'm gonna incarnate i'm gonna not believe in this joint at all so then when i do you know, come across it and do get into it, I truly believe it or something like that, for example. Mm. So I think a lot of people already do choose certain, well, we already do no matter what, choose certain paths. So I think that's a hundred percent real. Apologize if there's some dude on a microphone running around outside. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It's okay. I was, someone was like mowing their lawn. I don't know if we could hear that because my neighbor's always mowing his damn lawn. Oh, I think you're good. <laughs> Your mic seems okay. to be solid for it. Yeah. Um, okay, bomb. Yeah, I kind of broke my train of thought. Something was that was <laughs> something that was floating in the back of my mind though was that I never finished my Egyptian story of the pyramids. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, and I think this is probably super powerful that it came up now because this goes into that trust aspect. It goes into that surrendering aspect to that clear ability where you know i was like nah get out of here like nah get out of here and on the last time they were like dude like you need to fucking listen to us and get the fuck out of this pyramid and go help your dad at which yes. point i was like all right i got you um so then i left and we were supposed to meet like down by the sphinx like kind of where all the uh there's kind of like a plateau right there mm -hmm. and so i come down from the pyramid and it's a really open like courtyard and i didn't see my dad anywhere I saw a couple people sitting but it wasn't my dad and so I sit down and I'm like, you know, there's, there's nowhere for him to deviate off the path between like the great pyramid and the Sphinx. And so I'm like, all right, this is interesting. And so I pull out my phone and another piece of this is that our hotel is like right behind 
uh, the Sphinx. Like we were like a five minute walk from our hotel to the complex. And I pull out my phone and the instant I pull out my phone, it's my dad. And he said, just like, Hey, I headed back to the hotel. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I remembered what, you know, the, the voice I heard said, which was just go help your dad. So then I like got into the hotel, my dad's sitting in the lobby and I'm like, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, I just, you know, it was getting hot out there. So I decided to come in like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. Um, I was like, do we want to go up to the room and they get food? And he's like, yeah, that works for me. So we make it up to the top of our room and the instant that we get in our room, my dad starts violently throwing up. He like runs to the bathroom, can't stop throwing up. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Like what just happened? I go up, I get some bananas, get some fruits, get water, you know, help him get hydrated. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do at this point. I'm like, what can I do for you? He's like, I just need to rest for a little bit. And so then I was able to relax. And whenever I relaxed, that was whenever I remembered the voice being like, go help your father. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck, like, what just, what did I just experience? Like, so that, that, that did that make you want to listen to it more? It's a good question. Like, and maybe, how did that affect your life? It amplified the thing that I just, it's interesting. I mean, at the time I was kind of like in the shock. I was in this quasi like dark night of the soul where it was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, you know, I connected with some being, I think, uh, oh, let me see if I can remember the name of it. It was something like Anaka or something like that. Nakana. Cool. Anaka. Yeah. Cause I asked the name whenever I started talking with it, her, I believe. Um, it was, it was something like a N N a, it was like a N a K a, it was something like that. Anaka is what's coming through right now, but it was something it feels like that. Familiar. Oh my gosh, that feels familiar. That's not the exact name though, but it was something like where it was like it was letter A, letter A, letter A, and I know it ended with like Naka. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. The core concept though is like that it blew me away, and I think it comes back to like this whole trust aspect we were talking about. Yeah, I definitely. I like that. That's you know what? I think you're the coolest person that you could channel like that because I always wanted to do <laughs> stuff like that. So I think you're super cool by the way. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I love hearing stories like that because I and I always ask that question is how did that change your life? Because and I notice they always pause for a second, they're like, Oh wait. Because they it's like I notice this for myself too, is we have these experiences, but we never really like it affects us subconsciously, but like we aren't aware of like how it affected us subconsciously. And I love hearing people's answers because it's always something different and like how it changed them because it always helped them level up in a way. And I love hearing stories like that. So I actually want to hear a story about your craziest or your coolest um, like experience with another being and talking with another being. Um. Oh, from like a different dimension. The coolest, the coolest thing that I had was the coolest thing that I think I had was like learning that I could actually talk to like trees. Conscious monkeys. I've got something out there for all my coaches, anybody who has digital courses, anybody who's creating content, whether it's audio or video, you got to check out Superpass. Superpass is the super dope platform that I've been using now, and they're actually what has enabled my app to work. It's what's enabled me to start generating income and to help 
people more effectively. If you are a content creator, you create audio, video, whatever it may be, SuperPass might be the choice for you because they'll provide you with your own app and they have a great online service to also help you out. So I'm not going to put in too much because everything they do is way too much to pack into this one ad. I will say go click the link below because that is where you'll be able to find all the information. This is an affiliate link and I wouldn't be promoting them if it didn't help me. Click the link below and go check out SuperPass. With that being said, Conscious Monkeys, let's get back to the last segment of the interview. Cool, yo. You get Dude. cooler as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. That was the coolest thing in the entire world. As, that was one of my like first uh, TikToks that went viral too. It was like, you can talk to trees, like you put your one hand on it and then you put the other hand like kind of on your heart. And I'm sure you can kind of evolve as you do this. And maybe it's a good way for you to mm -hmm. practice your audio, uh, Claire audience. Or maybe you'd even okay. just default. To, I don't know. We could, we'll touch on that later, but like just, just talking to it and like hearing the knowledge that it has, because those things are there for fucking years, like years and years and years. So like mm -hmm. they're wise as fuck. And so, you know, talking to those, what was interesting? Oh, this, this kind of tripped me out was, um, so there was a tree in my backyard and my parents were saying that they needed to cut it down. Um, and this is after I developed the skill of talking to trees and oh, wow. I'm thinking of another story. We'll, we'll finish this one. And they were saying that they needed to cut down the tree because it, they didn't say why, but my assumption was, was because it was like going to be a shade on the grass or like covering some of the grass and so that it would grow. And so then I like basically started talking to the tree. I was like, yo, like my parents said that they need to cut you down. Like, I want you to just like, know, like just that this is about to happen. Like, it's totally cool. Like this is a process so we can have more life growing. And it was like, you don't need, it said like, you don't need to cut me down in order to get grass to grow here. And I was like, well, they're saying that that's what they need. And he's like, well, no, you don't. It's like the grass is going to keep growing there, even if I'm here or not. And so then I went back to my parents and I was like, Hey, like he's saying that he doesn't need, you don't need to cut him down in order for the grass to grow. And they're like, no, we were going to cut him down because usually, because there's a bonfire right below where he's at. And so if it erupts and catches on fire, it could catch that tree on fire. I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, that changes things. <laughs> yeah. And so I actually, I actually didn't go back to talking to that specific tree. Um, exactly. Um, but but here's here's a really here was a very interesting one so i do a lot of energy work where i try to visualize like a bubble around me to kind of mm -hmm. just like basically keep out you know energy in general so that i can keep my sovereignty in a sense mm -hmm. and what happened was is that i walked into the woods well first of all i started off by like you know listening to my instinct do i go left do i go right here i just went for a random walk and it took me into the woods and I found a tree that like resonated with me. I put my hands on it. I was like, Hey, what's up, man. And what's so crazy to me is they all have different personalities too. Cool. Like it's not, yeah, it's not like just one tree, one voice. It's like, I hear different like tonalities, different inflections. Um, it, it usually comes across a little bit like my voice, but there, you can tell it's coming from like a different pitch, whether it's higher or lower, there's different like character within each tree. And I was talking to this one tree. I forget what the conversation was about, but something happened with this like clairsentient. It was a mixture of clairsentience and clairaudience or voyance, clairvoyance, where mm -hmm. I felt this presence behind me. 
And I was like, yo, is there someone or something behind me? It was like, yeah, there is. And I like kind of turned around and like with my eyes, I didn't see anything, but like with my, let's say voyance nature, I could see that there was like this dark, just like being kind of just like lurking on the outside of that bubble. And I was like, and I even asked it, I was like, is that a dark energy behind me? It was like, yeah. And I was like, fuck. I was like, am I safe? He's like, yeah. Like you do this energy work, like you're good. Like you can just stay here and get tapped in and like, it'll just fuck off whenever it's ready to kind of piss off. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. And then what happened was, is it was like, it, it kind of said something along the lines, like, do you want to see something cool? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like I'm safe. Like, let's do it. It kind of showed me this, like almost like zoomed out Google maps view of like the area that I was in but I could only kind of see it from the perspective of like the trees that were connected to each other. And like, that was kind of the distance that it gave me. So it might've been like a 800 to thousand square foot radius of like trees and like a neural network, kind of like, like mycelium, the way that it talks with itself. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like that's a good visualization of what I saw. And I was like, dude, that was fucking crazy. It was like, yeah, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> and so, oh, so this was the tree that said that to you. Yeah. Yeah, it was the one that showed me it. It was the one that was telling me about like the dark energy that was behind me. And then whenever it was interesting, because when I came back out of that, the dark energy or dark spirit, or whatever was gone. It was no longer like there. And I kind of just left. You know what? I just okay. Because I was just thinking about how could I do something like that? Because I think that's the coolest joint ever. But I've always had certain connections to certain trees. There's this really big tree that is by the track that I love so much and I always go and touch it. But it's like, I've noticed now that you say that and you talk about the personalities, I always thought in my subconscious mind that each plant is like, it has a different personality energy. So like even all the plants in my room, they just have like a different feel, but I never thought about it in depth like that until you said that. So now that you said that, I'm going to start taking that more into consideration, like start touching them more, trying to speak with them energetically. Dude, I'm going to try that. Dude, I have um, on Mother's Day every year we go and like with my mom, we go and uh, like get plants. And so on this occasion, I ended up getting like three or four plants because now I have my new ability of being able to talk to them. And dude, they'll fucking tell you whenever they need more sunlight, they need less sunlight, they need water, they don't need water, like They'll tell you all of this shit, dude. Yeah. I always felt like, okay, I'm not as advanced as you with this, but I would always feel the plants in my room when I need to water them. It's like they would tell me when to water, and I'm like, I'd tell them, okay, guys, I'm getting you water. Just just wait one second right now. Get them water. Dude, you can wow. do it. Well, and, dude, and what happens is, is dude, is they, gr they grow fucking fast. So, you know, those plants, whatever they are, they because they respond to your positive energy as well. If you're giving them more love, more compassion, they're going to expand. And I don't remember where I heard this. Where did I hear this? I don't, I don't think it was on my podcast, but someone was talking about how um, it kind of goes the other way as well, where this dude was dating a girl. Maybe I heard it on your TikTok. I don't know, but some okay. dude was, some dude was dating a girl who was like, like very passionate about her plants and one of her plants died and she like kind of started crying about it, like was very upset and all of the other plants responded to it and like grew brighter and bigger because they saw that the amount of care that she put into the plants. Oh. 
Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> it's wild, I... dude. Okay, that may... that just makes you want to connect because I always have this connection to my plants, but that makes you want to genuinely connect with them more. And I've heard, I don't know if you've heard about this, but have you heard that scientific, I think it's in a, a declassified document where you could actually telepathically speak with plants. I don't know if you heard about that. I haven't heard about it telepathically. I have seen experiments where they'll take like a boiling pot of water and put it next to a plant and they'll drop in like a shrimp. And then when the shrimp dies, they get this like real negative reaction from the plant. From the plant. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that too. I thought that was so cool. So it's like, okay, they may not have eyes, but, or like mouths, but they are still perceiving reality in a way where they're aware of everything, but that we cannot even fathom because we are that type of being like like we want to sit here and be like okay well the earth is scientifically alive but how and it energetically communicates but how we can't perceive that because we aren't on that same level of consciousness it's like it's like trying to perceive a higher dimension or it's like trying to tell a 2d video game player about a 3d world like it, it doesn't mm-hmm to them it doesn't make any sense they're like how do you so when you think about that with dimension dust too like going into like dimension five and six and like trying to describe it and people are like yeah i went to a higher dimension but i can't describe it because there's literally no words for it so it's the same for plants bro the same shit happened to me whenever i was on ayahuasca this is another story a lot of mercy <laughs> have you let's start off here have you seen dr strange i have Okay, so dude, I was so there's a lesson in this, but I'll just keep this short where I actually experienced the mirror dimension. What? How? I can't tell you for sure, but it was basically and it's crazy, too, because there's a scene in it. And I don't know if you remember this, where like a building splits in half. Yeah. And it kind of starts contorting. Yes. So, dude, I was experiencing that on like a massive scale and there was elements of this physical reality, but there was also just profound colors and just mysticism involved. That was even more grandiose. And all I could think the entire time was, is this is the mirror dimension from Dr. Strange. This is the mirror dimension from the fucking Dr. Strange. And it was as cool as the mirror dimension is, is in Dr. Strange. This took on like a new life of its own of like you, like there was like these geometric patterns but there was also this chaotic nature to it where you didn't know what was going to split off next, where it was going to go, but yet you knew that there was like this rhyme and reason to it. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of um, Interstellar too, when he goes, you know, when he goes into, that's not like a mirror, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. See, that was like it's a little bit more of that? like rectangles. Well, that would be like a little bit more like rectangles, right? Yeah, and the other one was mirrors. Yeah, I yeah, feel that. yeah. It's it's a lot more in the realm of like the mirrors. Like, if if the interstellar thing is a two D version of it, then the mirror dimension would be like four D or five D version of it. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Wow. So you had this. Now, how did that change your life? So the, the what happened in that is is what basic what what happened. Um, so I was in it, right? I was seeing all this beauty and this and amazement. And I like was like, wait, like I kind of called out. I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be doing ayahuasca to heal. Like I want to heal. Like, what, like, why am I in this incredible, beautiful place? 
and I forgot about that. And then I was like in the mirror dimension again. And then I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be in this beautiful place. I'm supposed to be healing. Why am I in this beautiful place? And then I kind of forgot about that, found myself in the mirror dimension again. So a third time I was like, hey, I'm supposed to be doing ayahuasca and healing. Like, why am I here? And I slowly started to fade away from it. And instantaneously, when I started to fade away, I realized my mistake. And I was like, fuck. I was like, that was so beautiful. Like, why didn't I just enjoy <laughs> being there? <laughs> yeah. And so as I was fading away, I kind of called out and was like, hey, like, am I able to come back? Like, can I be here? And a voice from somewhere was like, yes, this is always available to you. This is too cool. That I feel like you could do, bro. I know people who travel the Akashic records all the time. And that is what that reminds me of. It's like going to places like this for certain wisdom and knowledge and understanding. You could do that joint too, bro. That's so cool. That's so wild you say that because my shaman, like whenever he like asked me, we did like an integration session about it. Um, and it's actually releasing on Monday if you're interested to hear the whole entire thing. I'd love uh, to. It, yeah, it's 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 gnarly. The life lessons learned. We we spent 45 minutes of our integration talking about a cup of juice. We spent 45 <laughs> minutes <laughs> talking about a fucking cup of juice, and there was like 20 life lessons learned about a cup of fucking juice. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. Die. But so, that's so cool. Okay, keep, so, keep going. I want to hear more. So to get back to what you were saying is like, dude, you could use that. My shaman was literally like, do you kind of see like the deeper aspect? I forget how the conversation played out, but we got to this point where it was like, it's a tool. It's like now a tool to realize, like if I go to a deep meditative space and need to see the intricacies of something or need to make space for divine beauty to come into my life, like that's mm -hmm. where I can do it. That's where I can kind of, I was given, I, I know that I was given another tool in order to, whether it's for healing, whether it's for seeing another dimension or something. I, I can't specifically tell you that at this moment, cause I'm still very, mm -hmm. very much connected to it. Uh, but I just know that it was another tool for like this journey, like whether it's like meditating or Wim Hof breathing, or, you know, it falls into that category of this is a tool to help you in your journey. Yes. Now, do you, are you going to use it or like, do you have any plans to use it? And how do you want to use it at the beginning? That's a great question. And the honest answer is I'm not sure. I tried meditating, but I'm not sure that I did it long enough, like with the intention to just go back there. Um, mm. So honestly, those are really good questions that I think I need to ask myself deeper because mm. I, I'm not sure, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm. I got there and I am very much aware that I'm able to go back there, but it's like, I don't know how to go back there. And yeah. I know the answer isn't in plants. I know there's a sober way that you can do it. Cause I believe that's just universally true for everything. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's probably just an intention I need to set out. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know how to get from, uh, I don't know, let's say, you know, from Peru to the United States. I mean, obviously you buy a plane, but it's like, I don't know the process of actually buying the plane to return to that dimension. Yeah, I feel you. I'm curious on how you're going to do that too. That is a whole new ball game for me and you. So I definitely want to hear more about that and what you learn and how you came across that, because that just reminds me of my draw to astral projection and wanting to astral project in the first place. Cause I want to be able to talk to beings 
travel the universe and come back with knowledge to hand people on earth and i'm thinking about now with you this could be something that you're gonna do and once you perfect it because the universe just showed you the universe is like okay it's just like like for example my friend uh one of my followers actually messaged me and he didn't think astral projection was real and then he astral projected in class by accident and Whoa. now he's been trying for years and can't do it <laughs> and i told him i'm like the universe just showed you it's real it was just like oh you don't believe here you go and now he's like yo how do i do it how do i do it and i'm like the universe just showed you now it's trying to get the warrior in you and your spirit mm -hmm. to try to find a way to get there it's like it's giving you free will still it's like oh here now if you want it you gotta go for it but if you go for it i will give it to you so i, I think that's that. the same exact situation for you because once you get it you're going to be powerful and glad that the universe didn't just hand it to you because you're going to appreciate it more, the fact that you had to work so hard for it. Bro, that's a, that's so funny you say that because that's another reflection that came up like in my story. And I have a couple of examples. Yeah, but it's like there's so many things where like there's a knot in my stomach and there was this whole thing with like healing. And I'll just leave this as a tidbit so you can actually go listen to the podcast on Monday. Um, okay. But like, there's this whole thing with like this snake and healing and doing all this energy work in my body. And then it came to like my solar plexus, which is super like knotted up. And it was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do the energy work here. Like, this is for you. And I'm like, yeah, fucker. Like, I get it. I <laughs> yeah. know this is for my highest self, but like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's and, amazing. And something I'd also like to reflect to you, like, I find it super fucking cool that you can like astral project because this is something that I've been working on for like almost I think I probably started working on it about four years ago. I, mm -hmm. I started on it within the realm of lucid dreaming where like becoming awake in my dream. And in the last four years, I've probably done it like five or six times. And so that's something like, I know that I honestly, my dream journal is right here where I like, I've done everything and it's still something that I'm trying to like get into. But I think, I think what you're saying makes so much sense where it's like, you know, you need to figure out that mode of transportation for yourself. You need to, kind of go be the warrior, go into your shadow self, figure out what, what's blocking you from this, from this, like, let's say negative, I, I guess negative isn't the right word from this lower frequency that's holding you down. That's not allowing you to tune into this higher frequency of lucid dreaming, clairsentience, clairaudience, clairvoyance. Like, like what is it that is kind of still gripping you and pulling you down into this lower negative energy? Yes. And I think that's something that we all are going to have to start doing. So when I get, when I talk about the warrior within you, especially on my TikTok and all of that, I'm trying to get people to understand that you, you got to go for these things. It's like, okay, manifestation is hundred percent real. We do it all the time. Most of us that are conscious are doing it consciously now, but also you're still in the physical realm. So you have to go for the universe will, will put its hand out for you or put things in place, but you still got to work your way to get it. And I think what makes people mad is they're like, why can't I just give it to me? But I'm like, you're going to see, because at the end, once you get there, you're going to be like, wow, one of the most best parts, which is corny as hell, I'm about to say, but it's true. Like the journey was the best part. The journey is what you are there for. And when I think about it, even when it comes to interpersonal growth, and you know the stuff i went through in high school i'm like i that was the most traumatizing experience of my life so far but it was the coolest and most empowering experience of my life and it's like that's again goes back to yin and yang and the dark and whatever but really that is the key 
to consciousness and spirituality is getting people to understand that it's you all along it was you the universe is there but it's all you you are stopping yourself you are the one that is bringing yourself to success and you are the one that is going to lead yourself to where you want to go in the future once people understand that you are successful beyond measure become powerful beyond your wildest imagination exactly and what's interesting is you're talking about like how manifesting people want to be able to manifest instantly have you found that like in these like uh on these alter on these different planets that manifestation is simultaneous that it's a little bit more just instant yes as you get higher up in dimensions and density it's instant like your thoughts just instantly manifest that's why like you could astral project and and say you want a sword in your hand and then a sword will just appear or you could create what we call tulpas which are just like um energetic beings that you create and you could be like i want a lion to protect my body and you create it and it'll just appear there and it'll stay there until you tell it to leave mm. and it's the same thing with anything so in the astral realm things are instant and then when you go higher like in 5d when you become a five, fifth dimensional being your thoughts are going to instantly start manifesting so even me, I'm trying to correct my thoughts because I notice even me, I'm trying to chase thoughts away when that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to accept them and focus on the thoughts you want. So I have to keep doing that for myself, especially. But overall, things will start. The higher vibrational you are, the faster things manifest. So if you're trying to if you're having negative thoughts and you're scared, they're going to manifest. Don't be scared because negative, lower vibrational things take a long time to manifest. It's very slow. But then if you're very happy and you want to manifest, for example, a friend, then next thing you know, next day you make a friend because in high vibrational things are quick. So things are going to move super fast for you. So that's one thing I learned that helped me, especially with intrusive thoughts, mm -hmm. is the lower vibrational things will take a long time. But the high vibrational things will come almost instantly. So as you go up, it's quicker, way quicker. And would you say that that requires you going into that shadow side as we were discussing earlier in yes. order to raise it? 100%. I learned that. And everybody is different. So your fears are going to be different than mine. But overall, when you start handling them, again, yeah, you go further into the light. And that shadow work you do every time you hit a dark moment in your life. And I always tell people this when I'm doing readings on them, because I tell them darkness is coming. You're going to hit dark spots, but don't worry. And I drill that into their mind because humans will forget that the darkness is needed in this mm. moment. It's needed. So after my myself that, because my human mind will kick in, like I'm in a dark spot. Okay. What, it, why am I here? What is this moment? I see it as an opportunity for growth. And yes. that's what all of us have to start doing. That's so that's so true because even this morning, yesterday I recorded a, a podcast with somebody. I'll, I'll keep them private for now, but I recorded a podcast with them. And then I got an email this morning with them being like, it was like a two hour incredible conversation. And then they said something along the lines of like, hey, like we're, they sent this whole like two page email basically saying that like their intention was off and basically that they weren't going to air the podcast episode that we recorded. And I felt like I felt so devastated by it because it was such a great conversation. It was so great. Like, I really love these people. And mm -hmm. it came back to what you're saying. It's like, you know, it's very easy to even label that thing as bad or judge it as 
I guess it's dark, but it comes back to what you're saying is like, what is it there for me to learn? Like, what is it that I'm supposed to learn from this instant, from this occurrence that is able to propel me into the next stage of my life? Because what's also interesting is these people are super dope. And I know when things like this have happened in my past, negative, the, the energy that I felt is that we may never talk again. And I don't know, I don't, I'm trying to avoid that with these people, if that makes sense. And so I know that there's this underlying challenge there where it's like, okay, how do you balance this line of like this idea, quote unquote, that my time was wasted, but in reality, there is no waste. The universe never wastes anything. And so what is it, you know, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn? How can I grow from this? Where's the expansion in this, in this darkness? Mm -hmm. And we never see most of the time before we understand this concept, we never see the benefit of those dark moments until after. And so I noticed that a lot with everybody, every human being does this, but when you become conscious, then you realize that even if you're in the moment of that darkness and you don't know what is going to come about, like why you're experiencing it, you accept it because you know that you will see after why. And so whenever, even when I hit dark spots, I get excited because I'm like, I'm going to learn something that's going to make me like a more advanced being. So even though I'm like, oh, this is painful, I'm like, ooh, but what's going to come about in two weeks? The future self is looking back and is like, you know, you did that, <laughs> you did that. But I'm looking at my future self and I'm like, how do I get there? Like, how do I get that? So it really is, yeah, all perception and understanding that concept that the dark is needed. And you don't have to understand the, the reason. Just like when I was in that dark dimension, I didn't understand why I was there. But until after I realized, so now I know, okay. And it's always, even with the situation with the person, you know, not posting the podcast, instantly I was getting, well, you had a good conversation that whatever you learned in that conversation was needed for you and him. And mm. essentially, you now you know, you know, with people, you have more understanding of people, the people skills. And now you're not afraid, you're going to have less fear of it not posting or like something happening. You're like, okay, well, we had a conversation anyways, right? It's like, you accepted it internally. And now you know, next time it happens, you're gonna be like, okay, well, at least I got this, this and that. It's like, you're seeing the benefit from it. So already I'm like, whoa, he needed that for whatever reason, even if it's that small little things like that, that make you really angry, you needed that for something. You needed to go into that darkness. And I, I appreciate that little minor uh, energy, energy intuition uh, tap in that you did there. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> I appreciate it. That was something that I was kind of dealing with this morning. And I was just like, I was like, ah, oh, this is rough. Let's, let's work through it. But, but it's exactly what you're saying. And and it's interesting too, because it's reminding me of like, before I do podcasts, I get like anxious and we have this like propensity to label these emotions as bad, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression, guilt, shame, but to your point, it's, it's an element for expansion. It's like, okay, cool. I'm feeling this, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, I'm feeling this lower energy. What is the enlightening nugget? Where's that white dot in the yin and yang that is going to come yes. out of this darkness? Mm-hmm. I, whenever I do energy readings, even if it's over Zoom or something, I see their 
like the darkness they're gonna face i won't see it exactly but i'll sense it and get an understanding of what type of darkness it's gonna be but the universe won't tell me the rest because it knows i'm gonna want to tell right or if i say i won't tell it'll show me more and i'll be like oh damn like who is gonna be heavy for them and i tell them like my best friend i told her i'm like darkness is coming and i don't know what it is but it's gonna challenge you but you're gonna be a powerful ass queen when you're done and she's like okay she's all excited and then it licked her down right it hit her and she was crying all the time like she was in this really dark space and i wasn't even aware that i told her that there was going to be some darkness but she told me after when she handled it all so months go by and i saw her become the powerful person i envisioned before the reading and i was Mm. like there you go She, she did it right and i would give her like little i would tell her things that the universe would tell me to tell her, but I wouldn't tell her the universe told me to. I'd just be right. like, don't worry, this, this, and that, whatever. And then she got through it, and now she's super powerful. Even though she's got more to handle, she's really powerful. And she's like, remember you did that reading and told me there'd be darkness? And none of us would have thought it would be from that, the source would be from a certain person we were around. That's why the universe didn't tell me, because it was a yeah. person we were around. But uh... then I learned a lot from that situation and people, but I also was excited because i saw her long term or it felt long term but really was short term i saw her growth of her from that darkness that she was facing to the light and she saw at the end is when she saw that okay well i needed that to become who i am now she's made peace with it and she's so strong and so it makes me happy to see her i'm like oh that's my girl man but (laughs) hell yeah i noticed that with readings is or no matter what it is, it's like they never see the light at the end until it's like- just that this one is that we're like hitting the end of it and it's kind of just closing on us. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, because it was interesting because I do have one more question to bring up. But like even before that, I was fighting this urge of like, just end it now. Just end it now. You're supposed to end it now. And I'm like, but I want to ask this one last question. <laughs> I love how we were just talking about intuition too and talking about listening and then we're not listening. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not when it's ego stuff. Not whenever it comes to the ego. (laughs) Well, because that happens actually quite frequently with my podcast where if it's like the conversation's not going too well or people need to cut off, I'll get like this little ping that'll be like, all right, it's time to cut it off. But then, but then like, um, oh, but then maybe they'll say something and they'll be like, oh, I actually have to go or hey, I have to like, you know, da, da, da. I think they usually make up stuff because they get nervous. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because if I just would trust that ping, it would save them the the grace, I guess. Yeah, uh, I actually get that too when I'm around people. Like in person, I'm like, okay, just say bye now. And then they're like, oh, well, okay, I gotta go. I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I should have listened. <laughs> <should've>, <laughs> which is always an interesting fact. Um, it's true. But okay, but in the honor of the universe, let's just, I guess we got to wrap this up. Um, but the one last question I did want to ask you. So like with my channeling and trying to have a clear audience conversation, what I've noticed is, is it usually requires like the right question in order to get a good answer. Because I know there's a lot of words that will like not work out. For instance, like if I say should, could, would, um, or if like usually time comes into the essence because they're like, what the fuck do you mean? Time doesn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious whenever it comes to clairsentience, if there are questions that you need to be asked or if it's just kind of like the person just starts talking and you're like, okay, I know what's coming up next. Um, 
Oh, that's actually a super good question. Um, I get whenever I'm around them, I always get a general overview of their energy and everything about them. So I'll feel everything, and then I'm like, okay, well, what do I want to hone in on? Like, what do I want to feel from them? That's where I ask questions, like to their energy. So if they ask me a question, I'll make sure I know, like, clear wise what they're trying to ask. But mm-hmm. I will also make sure I ask clear questions because even if a lot of the time I notice I even struggle with words like when I'm talking to people because my mind works way faster and I actually prefer telepathic speaking to people, like just showing them and feeling it so they understand what I'm talking about. Words is like annoying to me, honestly. But <laughs> um, when I ask their energy questions, it's always telepathic and it's super quick. It's always like, uh, okay. yes, no, right? And so it's really quick. So I'll ask in my head. I'll just literally look at them. And it's like in the astral realm, like I was saying how, you, like, what you just created with your mind, it's, like, really quick. So I'll just be like, uh, my mind will ask a question, like, are they struggling at home? And then I'll get an instant yes or no. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And so it's like, whenever it comes to asking questions, I'm always clear telepathically what I'm trying to communicate because with words, it's always, there's always mishaps and stuff like that. Oh, you yeah. are so right about that. So always, it has to be clear. And if not clear, it has to have a telepathic component with it. I love it. And Vincent, I've got like 25 more questions and I'm sure we could go for like 25 more <laughs> hours, man. We could. We gotta, <laughs> yeah, in the future, dude, I'm going to bring my equipment up to Toronto and we'll, we'll make something happen. Definitely. I would love to keep talking to you and definitely let me know when you want to talk again, because you're actually one podcaster that I actually like to talk to. So <laughs> no offense to the other ones, but like, I definitely I'd love to talk to you more. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. Um, yeah, we'll definitely schedule that in the future. Guys, get ready for him to come back on in the future already. Or I guess it's now, right? Because now's the only moment that exists. So I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But I always love to leave this like time right now. Uh, if you want to say anything to the audience, you want to encourage people, you want to plug anything, the floor is yours. If you guys made it this far, I am so glad you guys are here listening. And you guys were meant to listen to this for some sort of reason. So I want you to know that everything we said, even if you have to go over it again, one thing I want you to know if you to take anything from this is to keep your mind open. And if you want to tap into your abilities, start training, start doing, I call it training because it sounds more badass, but really (laughs) you're just like tuning in, right? You're just like working on it. So I suggest all you work on your abilities and remember everything you want, you already have. It's just about aligning your energy and going for what you want and always trust the universe because it's going to show you even after this, I think this was just the beginning to some of your guys' journey to speaking with the universe. So keep going, and I can't wait to see what all you become. I love it, man. Incredible words, bro. Incredible words. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. And yeah, I I just want to leave it on that. And so Conscious Monkeys, I will see you all in the sixth dimension. Peace.